0: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 28 of Let's Unpack That, a media analysis podcast hosted by me, Cheval, and our host, Cal. He's, he's also the host. <laughs> we're co hosts. <Wow. laughs> yes, yes. And we are talking about Berserk, um, which rose from the dead, no pun intended, a few weeks ago. But we are way at the beginning. And yeah, no, we're, we're today, we're in episode 28, where we're going to talk about um, Guts showing back up like he's hot shit. <laughs> honestly yeah. one of the hi- higher points of the manga but still it's 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 some fun shit but yeah no thank you guys for coming back for this episode um it's currently um pouring down in houston so if it get drowned way through the episode you know what happened but um yeah no we're happy to be back as usual on time this time so
1: Yes, no, we're, yes. we're like, we're gonna do it. It's raining in Houston. <laughs> so fall sounds like he's like literally in the middle of like Noah's flood or whatever, but. You can um, swim. It's great. Yeah. And his internet has already been questionable recently, but hopefully it'll all work out and we'll be able to finish the episode. today, <laughs> God willing. But yeah, I pay do- for
0: these things and they don't work, but let's not talk about that. <laughs>
1: Don't don't, don't worry about it. Everything it's weatherproof. It's fine. Um, nothing ever goes wrong In inclement weather.
0: no, never, never. so so yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know. I've seen a lot of dumb shit online this week that that didn't really like it piqued my fancy in all the all the wrong ways. And I think I actually think I actually like wanted to like delete Twitter several times this week just because I yeah. saw. I saw some things I didn't even comment on. I just was, like, scrolling past it and, like, wow, this is really dumb bullshit. So, um, instead, I'm spending my time incredibly, illegally, super-duper legitimately downloading HBO Max shows that got deleted um, mm-hmm. before I could finish them. Because um, I, don't, I don't know exactly what happened. Basically, some rich people got together and said, let's mash all our shit together again, but we're going to get rid of half of our stuff. So... Yeah. A lot of original cartoons are gone. Uh, Infinity Train got taken down. Close Enough got taken down. I think Uncle Grandpa got taken down. Like, like, even stuff that, like, is finished. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, So I've
1: been downloading.
0: Oh, I've just just been downloading them from totally legal websites. That's all. Just to make sure I can finish them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, from my understanding, what happened is that um, Discovery did the Merger with Warner Media, I think yes. that's right. Um, and what happened through that is part of the merger promise was that they would cut like uh, like three billion out, like in spending out, or some shit like that. So, part of what they did to do that was um, they cut a lot of the cartoons where they were still having to pay animators like residuals on,
2: amazing, and
1: so. Now those things, like literally do not exist in like a consumable form anymore, like a legally consumable form anymore online. I think iTunes has picked up like a couple of them, so you can like technically get them there right now, but no, yeah, you sure, can like, buy them last. But yeah. it basically boiled down to like what can we cut to like make th- things less expensive for us? And what came under the chopping block was a lot of animated stuff because they were having to pay like a lot mm-hmm. of people money for that, you know, like royalties and shit. So it's really stupid and it's really fucked up because now those people, like, you know, they've worked on, like, these huge shows and there's, like, other, um, even, like, live-action stuff where actors were receiving stuff still. But they can't get that anymore either. And, like, the other part of it is also, like, the guy who, like, now kind of owns HBO Max, basically. He's, like, really into reality TV, so I think he's about to, like, gear it heavily towards that and then, like, the Discovery shit. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, gutting a lot of, like, the TV shows that are fictional stories and then all the cartoons and shit like that, which is so stupid, because right. HBO Max is
0: honestly a pretty decent platform. Dude, HBO Max is some of the best stuff i watched, I'd say, recently. Um, which is insane, right? Well, well, it's not insane, but, like, Considering how long the service has been around, it's like
2: mm-hmm.
0: the one of the only ones not putting out like bullshit right now, right? So right. It, it really sucks because I I loved close enough. I think yeah, Netflix definitely. Netflix, Netflix has been putting out bullshit for, like two years straight. The last thing I watched on there was Squid Games, and then we then we pretty like, and then we like we like watch like some of the reality stuff, and even then we haven't even finished half of it recently. But how much of it is
1: bad, honestly? Like yeah, yeah talk about- it's,
0: it's drawn funny, out. I- you yeah. Finish your yeah. Or and, like that's the thing though. The <laughs> the reality TV on HBO Max is so much better. It's all it's all funny and really good. Yeah. Like even the dumb shit like FY Island is the funniest shit I've watched because it, you can tell some of these shows they do whatever they want because they know they're going really? HBO, so they just do goofy shit yeah. and they can get away with it. And I don't know. We're not going to get as much of that. Close enough was really funny. I I really fucked with that show. It was it was like. I don't know, it was made by the same people who made regular show, but it was basically just, like, taking, it It was, like, their take on their adult life with all the weird supernatural shit involved, too. And it was, like, funny. It was, like, genuinely really funny, and now they're, like, just kidding, no fourth season. You're gone. Um yeah, That so um Infinity Train, which already got canceled, like, twice before this. Yeah. <laughs> I never even got to start watching it. I was literally planning on watching it soon. Now um, I can, um, through a totally illegal channel, but yeah. Yeah, I I just, I don't know, man. I feel like it's just a, such a bad move because they're getting rid of some, some scripted series yet. They just haven't told us which ones yet because oh, um, Made for Love is hilarious and a good drama that was on there, too. Hacks is so fucking good. I love that show. Um, and I hope that they keep it, but we don't know because we don't know what they're getting rid of yet. So, yeah, right. this. so I feel like the from what you described, it really impacts the animators a shit ton. Because yeah. like, I don't know, those guys already don't get paid shit at all. So like the least you can yeah. do is give them their royalties from stuff that they already made. Um and you know, like like part of it is like some of these shows have like fought to get some put on something, right? Like mm-hmm. I mentioned Close Enough earlier, that show had been pitched to Adult Swim, it had been pitched to several places, and they just didn't take it right. until HBO Max came around and they wrote like they said, okay, yeah, we'll do it. And then now it's just like, okay, we don't oh, know if we'll get that yeah. again. Yeah, it's just gone. So yeah, man. I don't know. It's it's kind of fucked up, and I hope that these shows find another way. Because like a show I really like, Tuca and Birdie, eventually got renewed by Adult Swim,
1: which is really good. New season. I yes.
0: Yeah, there are two new seasons. There's there's season two and three. Dude. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. (laughs) Well, I mean, when a show gets canceled from a service you're used to watching it on, and then move somewhere else. And you don't know if you have that service. And then when you get the yeah. service, it's not right in front of your face. Yeah, you'll lose track of it, right? So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's very disappointing, but it also is just part of that conversation where, like, physical media is important. And that's why I'm still buying the Berserk stuff, because yeah. I want to keep this. And even Haley was wanting to buy, like, Real Housewives um, like box sets. Yeah. Yes, but the thing is, because they already do wild shit like edit stuff out of episodes. Like for instance, I think in one of the last seasons of Atlanta, um, Kenya was wearing a like like indigenous person headdress or something. Yes, God. And they edited it. They edited the episode so that when she's talking, the camera just doesn't look at her, right? And they oh and God. they really put a black screen up that says, "During this episode, she was wearing this. We've edited the episode." So yeah. blah blah blah, right? And here's the thing: one. Bravo, that doesn't fix anything. Like, yeah. let the bitch look stupid. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, just let her look dumb. Just leave it in. And two, it's like, yeah, like, it sucks to have all these things that passed around, but then they're edited, like, five minutes later. Or right. they get stuff taken out. There's a there's an old SpongeBob episode. No, a newer SpongeBob episode that had a scene edited out where they referenced the creepypasta because they said it was too scary for the kids or whatever. So now to go find that original episode... You have to either watch it in Latin America where they don't give a fuck <laughs> 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 and they still have it in there, cool. or you have to go download it online. Like yeah. and it like all this to say, like, I feel like they're just pushing us more and more towards piracy. But yeah. also at the same time, like if there's any physical media or like start start getting hard drives and shit, like if there's anything you like want to keep in its current state. I feel like they're editing and like taking stuff off of services like rapidly now, right? So like I don't know. It's it's almost ridiculous. And I and I remember like the first time I started seeing this happen was um back when I used to used to listen to like give a shit about Kanye West. Um when he released The Life of Pablo, he edited the album like four or five times within a week.
2: Like oh my god. Change
0: changed the levels, changed the drums, added verses, like just over the course of like several weeks, like Edited the digital version of the album. So That's there's like seven crazy. or eight versions of that album that just get passed around online because people like to hear the different versions. But mm-hmm. there's almost no way to like differentiate any of them, right? right? And he also did this with, I think, his album before that, Jesus, where he reprinted the album and a bunch of shit was changed. But there was no like warning about it or anything. It wasn't like, this is the second edition. So I feel like a lot of TV shows are doing that now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't fuck with that. <laughs> no, it's it's very I, weird.
1: I think if you put something out there you should just like say it with your whole chest and like it should just be like, you know, like a testament to like, mm, I'm not going to do that again. Like maybe like putting a warning at the beginning if it's something like truly heinous. But that makes yes. me wonder like did they edit out like Luann's blackface thing where she uh at the Halloween party and Oh no,
0: it? it's still in there. Um <laughs> so, so-,
1: so- up- sorry, that uh- <laughs>
0: No, yeah, that's the thing. Haley re-watches these things all the time, right? And, and and like she remembers some shit, so she usually can tell if like there we will go back and watch some stuff where like something is censored all of a sudden, or like in like an old season, like five or six seasons ago, like something that was there like two years ago is like censored now, or they had to go like take something out and like replace it with this scene, and like the way that there's no like <laughs> there's no like patch notes, I guess, right? Like there's oh no like. There's nobody, like, who's able to uh, keep track of all of this. So it's just very, like, bizarre. Because then that's how you get people doing, like, um, I don't like I don't like the term because it's just people making shit up because they forget things. But it's, like, the Mandela effect thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. feel like we're going to see, like, an actual version of that where we're just going to start shifting shit around. And people will be like, no, but I remember this. And people are like, no. No.
1: No. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think that, I don't know, that kind of shit bothers me so much, because I'm just like, if you, like, I don't know, if you have created something that is genuinely harmful, there's no, like, erasing it is, to an extent, just, like, pretending it didn't happen. Yes. And that's why, like, I agree with, like putting confederate statues in museums and stuff and not having them, like, out in the public eye where they are, like, actively encouraging things, but, like, leaving them yeah. as, like, this is something fucked up that happened. We can't look away from it. We don't want to, like, I think, like, completely destroying it is not always the best course of action, even though there is a very long history in, like, <laughs> destroying fascist symbols and stuff, you know? I think mm-hmm. there's merit in that, too. But, I don't know. Like, that, <laughs> there's been so many conversations about, like, Censorship, recently, and like with this kind of stuff, that like hardly even matters. Honestly, like obviously, like Kenny wearing a headdress and shit is fucked up and bad. Yeah,
0: but because this is like twenty twenty,
1: I think. Yeah, when that was,
0: yeah, which like just for context, this is a very recent season of that show. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: I, I don't know. It just was stuff like with minor stuff like that on TV shows, and I say minor because it's not something like. I don't know, like I said, like a statue or some shit like that, that has been used as a symbol of oppression. It's something fucked up, and it's cultural appropriation, but, like, taking it out doesn't fix anything, it doesn't change anything.
0: If anything,
1: it takes away, like, highlighting how fucking stupid she is, like you said, you know?
0: Yeah, and it's like... It's like going back and acting like, oh, but we were, we were, we were better back then. Don't worry. Like, we knew. I yeah, know you
1: were And it's like,
0: no, we, <laughs> no, good. you didn't. Like, you didn't know better. Like, this past editing through the first time. Like, you guys yeah. showed this the first time. Don't do that. Because, like, it, it reminds me of um, two shows I do, like, in um, like, I've been rewatching parts of them and, like. It's so funny that they've taken these episodes out. But it's like the Blackface-ish episodes that are in uh, 30 Rock in Community, right? Oh, I think yeah. I've mentioned that on here before. Yeah. Like, there's one where Chang, I think they play in D&D, and he just has, like, like, like jet black oh, oh. <laughs> face paint on. <laughs> and um, yeah. there's there's a few times where Jenna in, um 30 Rock, it, it does Blackface, right? And yeah. my thing is, is that, like, I feel like, taking it out is like literally just trying to like it, it all it is is covering your ass because it has nothing to do yeah. with like like stand by like you said earlier stand by the content leave the stuff in there like stop especially if it made it through the first time right like that aired like that aired the first time and it aired for years don't years later go oh shit you guys don't like that let me take that away like that's the type of shit where i'm like yeah this is like like what is leaving the point of the art if we're not if we're gonna maybe like, like imagine if we went back through Berserk, right? And they, like, said, and then this happened. Like, you go to the page where um so where, where, where Guts is sexually assaulted, and then it just, like, skips to the next morning or something, right? And like, you're like, that. <laughs> uh Okay. Like, not saying that, like, oh, I want to see that, but, like, that was no. the original, like, that's the original story. Like, you don't right. just, like, cut that out to sanitize it or something, right? And I've seen stuff where, like, okay, another thing that I think is really funny, I've been playing a lot of Isaac or whatever, as I usually am, but there's a mod that I saw somebody make, where they you can take out all the quote unquote offensive content, right? So you take all the poop out. You can take all the meme references out. Sorry. Um. All, yeah. It, it's I. I'm like, and I saw it, and I'm like, just play another game. Like, uh, like go go play something else. Like, what is the point of changing so much of something to like meet what is what is not really the okay. standard? We're imagining it's the standard. Like, right. you know, it's it's just it's just all kinds of dumb shit. Or like, you know. Um, <laughs> these are more recent examples. Oh my god, this has happened so much recently. No, um, Lizzo and Beyonce having spaz in their lyrics, and yeah. them like having to go like fucking like change their songs. Which I did, like. I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is going? Like, I'm personally like, okay, I get where the people are coming from, but I'm just like, wait, what's happening? Like, they're they're going back and changing the whole song, and yeah. then on top of this. This just makes the vinyl market for both of those singles and albums fucking skyrocket. Oh, so yeah, like,
1: I, know. I do. I <laughs> so much now because they, you know, it's the OG version, and like to an extent, I, like you said, I get where people are coming from on it, and obviously, I'm not someone who's had that used against me. So
0: no, take yeah. what
1: I see with a grain of salt. But yeah. to me, like. I don't know i'm not like fully opposed to them taking it out just because it was a shitty thing and it like reminds yeah. me of like kesha kind of revisited something and uh was like uh ah, i didn't really get what that meant at the time and i don't like that oh yeah the St- steven. Holding- steven yeah 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 and just like <laughs> you know holding yourself accountable for it like i think there's that versus like trying to cover stuff up which i don't exactly exactly like sure did I want to make that clear. I don't feel like either of them did that.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I I don't know. Like, there's, to me, there's also just, you know, like, we have so much conversation about, like, like, words do mean things, obviously, but, like, when someone's coming at you and is, like, don't say things, like, dumb or stupid or whatever, and that's, like, the epitome of their activism, I guess.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. It that, that's... It's like an easy like way out, in my opinion. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I like. I don't have any problem with them removing the word, but like, I think the it's very weird given how like a lot of old like I'm gonna I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna go here. Uh, There's like (laughs) like, emo and like punk pop music written by. That has so much shit in it that is so unsavory and not good and like oh maybe, incredibly
0: uh, misogynistic
1: like, <laughs> like it's, it's fucking Green Day like saying that <laughs> and holiday and shit you know like we yeah. can talk about all of that and even though it's like uh he's speaking as someone else I actually just had this conversation with Sasha recently <laughs> like even if <laughs> like a character you created or something there's some moments where I'm like. I don't know if I would be okay like hearing that in concert, you know. Like, I don't think I would be like comfortable. But I, I don't know. Like, if we, it, it, to me, with Lizzo and Beyonce, like obviously both of it being back to back too just made it worse. I think. Yeah. Um, but it's like, you
0: know,
1: they're both black women, and so of course they're. Really <laughs> Thank
0: more you. More
1: accountability <laughs> than these white men who wrote shit in like the fucking early two thousands, you know. Like it's. Yeah. There's just a dissonance, and there's obviously like more criticism put on certain groups of people, and that's that's kind of what sat wrong with me. It wasn't necessarily like calling them in on it; it was how like weirdly, like I don't know, venomous it got so quickly, and that's both
0: changed in like a week. Yeah, (laughs) it, It it, it it was weird.
1: Yeah, I I don't know that kind of backlash whenever I see it I'm kind of like oh, I kind of get it and then I try to like think about the like context of which it ex- in which it exists and I'm like I get it but like I think we should like <laughs> possibly consider the broader implications of what we are doing here and why we are doing it so
2: yeah it just, it just yeah. kind of
1: boils down that to that for me I am glad that like they listen to fans and were like I want you know I don't want my music to be harmful but at the same time it's just like because to me, that's different than, like, <laughs> subtly changing your album. And not saying that oh, yeah. you know, fucked up for that. I think that's really funny, yeah.
0: honestly. <laughs> oh, no, that shit's hilarious. I think that's one of the greatest <laughs> things. I feel like it set a terrible trend, but I thought it was hilarious at the time. It yeah, really did.
1: you telling me that, I was like, of course he did that. Also, it's fucking hilarious. But I think there's, like, a big difference in, like, erasing things or redoing things for, so you look better and, like, doing it because you want it to have a different impact. I think there's like, those are two very different things. So I guess like your intent in changing it or omitting it, like, why are you doing that? What is the purpose of it? Like, was it harming people or like contributing to something? Like, I think there's a lot of things you should ask when you are like censoring your own work or like moving through and editing things later on. So I don't know. Yeah. There's yeah. a very big conversation around that, and people cannot have it most of the time because, as we have talked about many times, most people do not have critical thinking skills. So it just like no,
0: no, really people, don't... <laughs> people don't, people don't. Because I mean, yeah, there's a different context between Beyonce and uh, Lizzo did, and like white people who work on Thirty Rock and shit trying to cover their ass because they did yeah. blackface. And while like y- you got me, I still think it's funny. I don't think that they should like like. My reason that I don't think that they should remove it mm-hmm. is, like, that's what you did. Like, that's yeah. not, we, the, this. there's not a reason, nobody called you in on this. Like, somebody called you out, and instead of saying anything about it, being like, yo, we did that shit. What do you, like, I can't change it. Sorry about it. Like, I understand yeah. now. Going like, forward, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, going for like I'm sorry. Like sometimes that is the right thing to say about some mm-hmm. of these things, right? Like I'm not saying that when it's like something you did last week. That's my favorite thing is when people say some about some shit they did like three days ago. It's like yo, you, you, relax. But <laughs> but like if somebody's bringing up Thirty Rock, the Tina or community up to um, Dan Harmon and them,
1: fucking Dan Harmon.
0: <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Then like why the fuck? I'm yeah. That's the thing. The Dan Harmon thing. I'm like. Like, I don't know. It's just it's just funny to me that, like, instead of just being, like, what a lot of comedians like to act like they like to do, standing by your shit and being like, yeah, I did that, whatever. Like, even fucking Eddie Murphy one time was like, yo, I started one of my specials just saying faggot over and over, right? Like... Oh, and he yeah. like said like yo that wasn't that's not cool like he's like my like <laughs> but he didn't go around ripping it around ripping it down from streaming services and going yeah. <laughs> never never watch this again like somebody asked him about it and he was like yeah it's fucked up like i shouldn't have done that um yeah and it's still there and i feel like you know like like you said like there's a difference between that and like you know quickly changing a word in a song that just came out because you don't want to alienate your audience right like it is it is different yeah. It's just like it's just like I don't know. It's like at what point are we gonna like recognize what the difference is and not let people right. like take stuff down to cover their assholes like you know Yeah, that's, wearing a headdress.
1: That's <laughs> my big thing. Let's
0: rock, Okay guys, well we do have to talk about Berserk today. Um depending on how much of that I decided to cut out before I thought that we would get like ISP letters or something. Um
1: Yeah, I know we're gonna going like to... get the FBI like banged on
0: our doors. Literally. Um yeah so we're gonna talk about berserk today cal's gonna go ahead and handle our summary and our first chapter but i'm excited for today because um it leads into a really cool moment that we'll probably get more into next episode
1: hooray we this is when shit starts happening we say that like every episode but there's always new shit that's happening so um So, yeah, last time we wrapped up some (laughs) really unsavory stuff that involved uh, Charlotte and her dad. He attempted to molest her and she managed to get him off of her. Um, We also um, had a whole scene where the Band of the Hawk was ambushed because of the king's like vendetta against Griffith for like daring to disperse his daughter's maidenhood Um, and where we left off with them in those chapters, we weren't really sure what happened, if they made it out, if they didn't make it out. At that point, we weren't sure. Um, we also got a very short scene with Griffith in the dungeon. We kind of got to see some of the extent of the torture that was being done to him, which was a lot, but during the process of his torturing, he happened to lose the behalot, and it like fell in a drain drifted off to god knows where um so that was kind of closing off all the horrible shit that was happening in midland and then after a time skip that was not clear (laughs) until much later in the (laughs) chapter um we came to like this huge tournament where all this stuff is happening there's like a bunch of fights it's a very like festive sort of time um there's apparently it was a pretty well known tournament um and a lot of people would come from all over to, like, test their strength against everyone. And uh, we meet one of our new characters. He's not a main character, but he is pretty important. Uh, his name is Salat. And we talked We talked a bit last yeah. time. You can see in the episode. We'll talk about it more today, too. But um, he's kind of a racist Middle Eastern caricature or South Asian caricature. One of the two. I think... Uh, <laughs> Mira couldn't quite decide which one he wanted to go with, so he hmm. did a little bit of everything, which is... We, we had a whole conversation of that, Um and you can go listen to the previous episode if you want to catch up on it, but yeah. he's, like, you know, he's fucking shit up, he's beating guys who are, like, literally twice his size, and he's like, well, this was kind of a waste, but then our old boy Guts shows up and he's been training for a year now. Uh, we learned it was a year time skip and he, <laughs> in true Guts fashion, he cuts in line and, uh, challenges this guy and they get like the approval of the Lord. Who's kind of running the show. Cause he's just in it for a good time. Yeah, um, having and, a ball. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they have a pretty, a pretty comedic battle, honestly, which Guts wins, of course. Um, but at the end of it, the Lord asks him if he wants to like come work for him, which seems to always happen to guts. Like someone is always like, "Hey, you got muscles, you got a big sword, you you, you know, you want to come work for me?" And at first, he's like, "Ah, oh, no, I'm like doing my own thing now." But um, the Lord convinces him by telling him that, "Oh, well, like I'm running this like raid against these bandits that are in the in like my lands." And their band is run by a woman. And I guess this is like <laughs> uncommon enough in Mira. Fantasy the one, world. Woman. <laughs> the one woman? One um, woman? To where Guts is like, huh? And then he finds <laughs> out through <laughs> the Lord that this is the band of the Hawk. And he's just kind of like, well, shit. Fuck. I guess, <laughs> I guess I gotta go do that. Yeah. So, um, the, you know, the raiding party, they. Get to, They get to where uh, the Band of the Hawk is, like, laid up, and they're not doing good. They've shrunk a lot. They hardly have any people left compared to what they had at one point, like, at their peak. And everyone is super worn out because they've just been on the run, basically, since the ambush, so, like, for a full year now. And they're just trying to, you know, figure out how to rescue Griffith Let's and what they need to rock do, rock. but they literally can't stop moving or they'll get killed or arrested. So, um, we get, you know, we get, like, a good view of what Casca has been going through. She talks about it with Judo, and he's just like, you're, you're tired. (laughs) You need to eat. You need to rest. And she's not really having any of it. Um, but before... Anyone can really get any kind of rest. The raiding party attacks. And so everyone jumps into action. Several people get killed, which, you know, they really can't afford at this point. But Casca um, mm-hmm. winds up having this, like, extensive, very acrobatic battle with Salat. And he's he does the whole, um, you got a sword, so I don't care if you're a woman... And he's another oh. feminist king in, uh, in our story. Thank you, sir. Um, sure. But Casca, you know, slips up eventually, and Salat is about to kill her. And as he's doing his little countdown, guts comes in and <laughs> kicks him straight in the back of the head and sends him sprawling across Hell the field, yeah. true guts fashion. So, uh, that's, that's where we ended off last time was Guts appearing in like a very dramatic, like hero's return sort of moment. Uh, He's back. He's back. Uh, and (laughs) as we come in today on chapter, uh, it's chapter 43. If you are reading on our, uh, peg-like website, (laughs) as we were talking (laughs) about before, um, it's, uh, readberserk.com, uh, And the chapter itself is called The Fighter, if you are reading long, um, like a paperback or a a deluxe edition version. Um, Yeah. But everyone is, like, losing their goddamn minds, because Guts is back, and there seems to be, like, this new burst of energy that, like, goes through everyone, like this new kind of burst of hope, where it's like, oh, there's someone who can, like, really help us. There's this guy who, like, helped us win so many battles who are back. Um, and so he, you know, he's here and Casca is really not sure what to make of all this in this moment. She's still kind of in shock. Uh, but they don't really have time to like do a full like <laughs> reunion thing in this moment because Salad is getting up and he's like, Oh, you're, you're the guy. You're the hundred man killer. I, I get it now. I understand. And Casca kind of wondering, like, What their beef is, or whatever, but you know, Guts is like, you know, I'll handle this, you go take care of the men and stuff. Like, we got jobs to do right now. And there's like, she's obviously very hesitant, but she's also a very practical person, despite everything. And she's like, well, okay, (laughs) I guess we got to get back to work. So, um, We get back to, we cut back to Salat and he pulls out his, we got to see them a little bit in the last chapter. He pulls out his chakrams. And uh, for those of you who don't know what a chakram is, it's like a uh, frisbee blade kind of thing that you can throw. It's a circular blade with a hole in the center that you can like fling at people and it can go all kinds of directions and stuff. So it's an airborne weapon. But uh Guts doesn't know what the fuck that is because I guess he didn't see what happened earlier. Um and you know, he he's had this like running joke with himself of like calling the guy a street performer. And so he oh, uh, <laughs> now you're really like a street performer. You got like a ring toss thing going on. But Judo happens to like overhear that and he's like, Oh fuck, I know what that is. That's not <laughs> that's not a good time at all. Um, <laughs> So we get this whole scene with um, Salat throwing them and they like spin off into the distance in like two different directions. And Guts is kind of confused because he expected them to come head on. But um, they loop back around and right as like Judo is warning him, right as like they're about to like slice into him, he have <laughs> he manages to catch them like on his finger and on like the hilt of his sword and they just go, like, spinning <laughs> everywhere.
2: <laughs> and
1: uh, in the anime, this is actually a very, like... <laughs> almost disorienting scene, just because of how, like, suddenly they stop when he catches them. Um, <laughs> which is... I'm sure it wasn't, like, the actual... Like, how it was intended as well. But Salat's, so <laughs> like... Impossible. Like, you you stopped my secret weapon kind of moment. Um, and Guts like, ah, like... I mean, I, if there was more, I would have probably had a problem with it. And he, like, he, he's not one to <laughs> throw away the opportunity to try a new weapon, so he tries to toss him, and they just kind of go, like, pinging off to the sides. And we get this whole gag panel of him, like, going, like, whoopsie! And they're, like, flying harmlessly off to the sides. But, um, Salat's had enough of this shit, and he's like, okay, I'll give you more. Like, I can do more than that. And he pulls out the coolest fucking weapon known to mankind. Yeah. Like, this is, <laughs> like, up to the point where I have read, this is still, like, my favorite weapon in this manga. But, um, he pulls out these swords that are composed of, like, these very ribbon like blades. They're very thin, they're very long, and they're very, very sharp. Um, and it's called an Urumi. I don't know if it's called that actually or just in this, but, um, he pulls him out, and he's, like, doing this whole monologue about, like, <laughs> how good they are and how, like, just being very dramatic about the whole thing. And Guts is like, okay, all right. <laughs> um, but
2: uh-huh. he's okay. like, all right, yeah,
1: we're fighting. Um, so uh, slot attacks with the Arumi, and Guts kind of realizes in that moment, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have been, like, quite that flippant <laughs> about the whole thing. Uh, and he manages to dodge them because it's basically, like, several very thin blades coming at you very fast, and they're so flexible you can't quite tell where they're going. Um, He manages to dodge it, but it does, like, slice up his cape pretty good uh, because, of course, he's wearing his cape still. Slap! And Salat's very proud of himself. He's like, "Uh, I mean, like, this is ten blades. I don't think you can dodge this shit. (laughs) You're gonna get got eventually. And... It has, it has scratched guts up pretty good. Like, he didn't manage to dodge all of it. There's still some wounds that are happening. Um, and Judo is, like... I This is, like, the kind of tricky shit that I deal with. I should help with this. And he starts to pull out, like, a throwing knife. But Casca's like, don't do that. Like, don't worry about him. Go take care of these units. And Judo's like, I'm... are are you sure? And she's like, yeah, just go do this shit. And then as she's continuing her own fight, she's like, Guts is fine. He's got, like, that, like, weird look in his eye. He's He's gonna make it out okay. I'm trusting him in this moment to make it out okay. And, um... I'm not going to fully describe this fight scene, but I do recommend that you go and read it because it is one of my favorite fight scenes so far.
0: It's insane. It's so
1: good. (laughs) It's also very good animated. If you want to like look up the clip, it's just really, it's just really dynamic and fun. Um, but you know, we got this huge like battle going on between Salat and guts, which is mostly guts, dodging just these like blades that are like slashing at him and coming at him from all angles very quickly. And um, at one point he dodges behind this one dude and the blades happen to catch him. And when they're pulled away, it basically just, like, slices and dices him. Like, he is (laughs) dead on his feet. He, like, explodes in blood and just, like, falls to the ground. And Guts is kind of like, oh, (laughs) I I don't want that to happen to me. (laughs) That's not great.
2: Whoops.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and, you know, so that's still on his, like, villain monologue shit. And he's like, I can't believe you've dodged these so long, but I'm going to fucking get you now. Um, And... Gets has had enough of this. He doesn't put up with theatrics very well. So he stances up and pulls out his sword. And Slot's kind of, like, taken aback for a moment. He's like, oh, are you, like, going to face me? Because, you know, you can't, like, you can't fi- actually fight me and run away from it. And he's like, what the fuck are you going to do from, like, all the way over there? <laughs> like, crouch down. Oh, what are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he's like, you can't, like, stop it with your sword. You should fucking know that and he happens to get a look of get a glimpse of like the look in guts's eye and he's like okay i don't think he's given up but i'm not going to give up like this opportunity that i have so we get like a very cool panel of him like whipping the blades like around him in like a tornado and then he slashes out at guts and instead of going for any of the blades guts takes his huge like fucking surfboard sword and he creates this like huge gust of wind that knocks all the blades off course. And they just kind of harmlessly flutter to the side because at the end of the day, it's very thin metal and it doesn't hold up against that kind of thing. Um, which catches a lot off guard. He is like, Oh shit, that's, <laughs> this has never happened to me before, but before he really has time to recover, guts is rushing in to attack him. And, in admittedly like some very quick thinking uh he drops the arumi and he picks up his like three pronged blades that he used in the previous chapter and he manages to block guts's um incoming smash strike like his final his charge attack whatever you want to call it um and he gets out mostly unscathed but guts does manage to nick his forehead and and he also knocks off his turban, his scarf, whatever he has uh, wrapped around his head and his face. And we get like our first look of him. Um, and he's he's pissed as fuck. He's like, <laughs> 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 I don't like this. Um, but before he can like really get back into it with him, his men are like, uh, we, we got to go. This is not ending well for us. <laughs> like we need to go.
0: This is not <laughs> it. <laughs> this is not. We got to leave. no we
1: were promised. We're not paid enough for this. We got to go. Um, and despite, like, having, like, very high emotions in this moment, he, you know, he is loyal to the men that he's with, and he's like, "All right, well, I'm gonna fucking remember your name, and this is not the last time we see each other. I'm gonna get your ass later. And then he vanishes along with, uh, the rest of the attackers. Um, and there's just this kind of weird quiet moment as... The battlefield has like emptied out, and Guts is left staring at Costca across like all these bodies that are strewn across the ground, and that is the end of that part.
0: Slash, Slash. yeah, yeah, no, a lot, lot, lot going on. A lot going um, on.
1: Tried to with
0: that fight. That was yeah. fun fight.
1: I it took a lot to summarize it because. Otherwise, it would have just been me being like, so this really cool thing happened, and then this other really cool thing happened. (laughs) You should go read it, just for the This cool
0: shit happened, and this cool, yeah, no. It's hard to, see, that's the thing, is like, if you are listening to this, try to, like, at least watch, like, fans make animations of these, by the way. Um, There's a fight that happens in a couple arcs that, um not a couple arcs, but like a couple more, like, little, like, beats. That somebody recently actually released a fan animation for on YouTube. um, The Razian fight. So, um, yeah, no. Just try to go find, like, a visual version. Because, I'm sorry, there's only so much we can do to describe
1: uh, fight scenes. I do my best, but (laughs) at the end of the day, there's only so many ways to say. And then he swung his sword, and then he blocked it, you know? (laughs)
0: Oh, shit. Oh, my
1: God. God damn. (laughs)
0: This isn't fucking Game of Thrones. Get that shit out of here. All right. um, Okay, so yeah, now we open with um, the next chapter, Comrades in Arms, uh, chapter 44, if you're on the Reading Circle website. Um, and, you know, exactly where we left off before, um, Guts and Casca are kind of looking at each other from across the field after the enemy um, scattered, and, you know, Koska kind of just looks at him and he says, yo. <laughs> That's all he has to say, Hello. but um, before they can really talk... Um, all of the men from the Band the Hawk rush up to Guts and they're like, It's Guts! Rickard is like, visibly like shaking. Um, he's like, Wow, oh my god, it's Guts! Hi. And then, you know, of course, Guts is like, Hi, Rickard, I'm glad you're still alive. And, you know, he see, catches Judo and um, Pippin in the back wall, gives him a thumbs up. Um, he also catches, catches Corcus, kind of just avoiding him because, you know, it's Corcus. He's not really a Guts fan or anything like that, you know, but, you know, the, my favorite part is that Gaston, who, if you don't remember before, this guy kind of looks like Corcus, but he wanted to run his own clothing shop. He comes running up to Guts and he's like, hey, I love you so much. I'm going to snot and cry all over you. And, you know, of course, Guts is like, you know, he doesn't cry. But of course, he's like, whoa, these guys really missed me. And, you know, as they're having their little reunion moment and snot and crying all over Guts, Guts. Uh, Casca pops up and is like, we don't have time to stand around. The enemy will come back. We move while it's still dark. So they start organizing. They start getting all the arms and getting everything that wasn't destroyed. Gathering up everybody that didn't fucking die and getting it analysis right. So Casca, <laughs> after giving that order, swiftly turns around and goes to her stuff. Um, Rickard is kind of caught off guard. He's like, Casca's not excited? And, you know, Guts kind of pats him on the head. It's like, we'll talk later. Don't worry. But she's right. We need to hurry. So... Off they go. We do a little short time skip. I'm sure it's been a few hours, but like sometime later they found another place near another waterfall, another alcove. I didn't notice this till rereading it just now, but yeah, it's kind of a similar spot to where they were before. Um but they have actually moved somewhere else. So they um are all kind of sitting around the fire, kind of taking stock of everything, bandaging themselves up. Some of these guys just passed out, like, which I get it. It's been a rough, you know year and some days so they're updating everybody on what happened and uh guts is learning that griffith was captured that happened the day after he left as you read a couple chapters ago and you know guts just really doesn't understand why it happened right he didn't think that griffith could do something like that and you know rick just tells him how it is he's like yeah he was really depressed after he left and i think that he had to have done that over you and, you know, we kind of cut to a shot of Guts thinking back on the mo- last moment he saw Griffith, where Griffith was, you know, on his knees in the snow as, you know, Guts walked away from him. So it's just the back of his head, right? And, you know, Guts just thinks about it for a second while staring at the fire. But while he's thinking about that, uh, our favorite hater has to has to come in and say something. Um <laughs> Corcus, who's like, you know, partway through, I'm sure is one of like the only like, you know, things of wine that's hanging around the band of the Hawk is like, yeah, in one night, the glorious band of the Hawk, the mightiest military force in Midland became a wanted band of thieves. It's enough to make me laugh, you know, like kind of saying it out loud, showing how fucking ridiculous this all sounds. But he's like, hey, but think about this, guys, don't let it go to your head. The reason this happened to Griffith is not because of you. No chance. Right. Doesn't. Offer another reason doesn't say what else could have happened, but mostly out of denial is like, <laughs> Yeah, this didn't happen because of you, buddy. So, um, so you know, Judo kind of keeps recapping stuff for him. He's like, Yeah, in one year we've dropped to less than a fifth in number, so they have lost four fifths of their men. Um, some fell to the enemy, some left on their own. We can't even be called an army anymore. But still, it could have been worse. If Costca hadn't become our leader, by now Bandit Hawk without, without the fifth would have been scattered to the winds, the band itself wouldn't exist. So, you know, he, he starts recapping exactly what happened after we saw uh Kaska get shot with all those arrows. She we see we actually do see a panel of her with like five or six arrows lodged in her, it's pretty, it's pretty sick, but also pretty um, fucked up. But yeah, she was, she ended up leading the band out of that entire, like, you know, barrage of arrows that killed a lot of their men. But even, you know, with all the five arrows in her, she didn't lose any, she didn't like, you know, pass out or anything. She tried to make the hawk survived. but you know, at the moment their mission is to capture Griffith at the end of the day, right? So everything's gone well. She had to take over for the army. She had to do her thing, but she's doing it well and they have a plan. And the reason they have the plan is because they slip somebody into Wyndham to check on Griffith and they know exactly where he is. So, you know, but at the end of the day, like Judo keeps telling him, we've been getting chased around. It's been a hell of a year. We don't know what's going on, but you know, we don't we, we can tell that the guys here aren't going to try to leave like this is it for them like the rest of the hawk that are here now are like the core members right so you know the courage and willpower alone you know they're not able to cut it but you know they have to save griff so this is like their last ditch effort is what it is right like they're gonna get Griffith. this is how the band of the hawk survives they can't get started again without him so um you know Guts kind of takes all of this in. He's like, yeah, you guys haven't really changed much. Um, it's still the same spirit as when I came before. So you guys have been good. And, you know, before he can pass too much, you know, praise to them. Judo's <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to be nosy. On that note, what have you been doing this past year? Right. So, you know, they're kind of asking, like, why didn't you come? You know, of course, Rickert wonders, why didn't you come help before? Like, didn't people tell you we were fucked up? But, you know, Guts has an answer for that. I was in the mountains, just swinging my sword. Um, and that's all I was doing. I was just chopping down boulders, um, doing mountain training, because, you know, I was on an island and, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And they were, everybody's kind of taking, you know, taking this in stride. They're like, yeah, that sounds like your thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that really sounds like something you would do. And Corcus walks away. He's like, this is fucking stupid. So, you know, Judo asked Guts what he actually wanted to ask him about the service. You know, he's like, did you find anything? And Guts is like, you know, I don't really know, but I know I felt I found something. And I know that for me, you know, wielding this sword is really what makes me feel good. This is what makes me feel natural. And he holds his sword up. We get a nice shot of him, you know, pointing the sword with the moon up at the very tip of it. And, you know, J- Judo hears him out, Pippin hears him out, Rickard hears him out. They're all kind of like looking at him like he's a freak. But Judo pipes up and says, well, you can say that with a straight face. Well done. <laughs> anyway, you're coming back. You're coming back. It's still proof we've got some luck, right? So they accept him back as the Raider captain, but not before Quarkus pops in and goes, hey, I'm not going to recognize him as the Raider captain. I don't know why Griffith did what he did and I don't know why Guts did what he did, but he wasn't here when shit went down and I'm not going to accept him because at right now he's basically a stranger as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, everybody's like, ah, come on, Quarkus, what the hell? But, you know, actually Guts is the first one to pipe up and say, no, I get it. I wasn't here. Like, I'm not going to do that. And, you know, they kind of just let him have it. But, you know, before it gets a little too, um, weird, Gaston and the men come back over and they're like, hey, uh, how are y'all going to talk about stuff? Let's go have a drink. We don't want to, you know, listen to you guys talk about, you know, war all day and how many of our friends have died. (laughs) But Gaston comes up and he's like, hey, Gaston, what happened to your clothing shop? And Gaston is like, well, I heard what was happening to the Hawks and I had to come see what was going on. Right. So he wasn't even there during the ambush and he came to find the Hawks to help them out. Right. And, you know, he's like, yeah, same happened to you, right, Captain? And, you know, Guts is like, well, yeah, basically. (laughs) Um, So while they're having this little nice moment, Judo decides to um, call Guts over. He's like, hey, by the way, I forgot to tell you about this part. Um, After she got shot with a lot of arrows, um, she was in a coma for like, uh, Costco was in a coma for three days. (laughs) Just casually mentions that, right? And that time she had a lot of nightmares, was calling out to Griffith. But she was also calling out to you. And, you know, Guts is like, huh? And you know, as, they're, as they're talking about this, as Gaston and the men are like fist bumping and having fun. You know, Casca was looking at Guts, or so, you know, he catches her doing so. And, you know, she turns around after she sees that he saw her. But he sees her, stands up, and Judo's like, you know, hey, he's pushing herself harder than she looks. But, you know, she was really there with us, and she's always been the one with too much on her shoulders. And there's nothing, but there's nothing we can do. But you can do something, you know. and. Guts looks back at Kosta, kind of you know thinks about it, and then a little bit of time passes. And we see Guts on top of a hill, standing next to a tree, as he's wont to do. As some of his men are passed out, drunk on the floor next to him, late at night. It's in the preacher's like early in the morning. It's like dawn or something, right? And while he's standing there, Kosta looks up behind him, kind of stands next to the tree in a similar way, and says, "Come with me for a bit." And that's then the end of Comrade to Arms and. With that, I'll jump into our last chapter of the day, where we are greeted with a beautiful waterfall and our two protagonists walking um, in the chapter Confession. So, Casca pulls Gut over, presumably to have a heart, heart-to-heart, or so he thinks, but while they're walking, without even facing him. She says, defend yourself. <laughs> and Guts pauses, and he's like, huh? And he's like, wait, 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 hold on, what's this all about? And he's like, we haven't said anything, like got to be kidding me like we can't meet like this and while he's you know trying to talk his way out of it casca whips the sword out and swings it right at guts no one of stopping and he blocks it with his sword and you know he kind of backs up waves his hand he's like time out time out time out hold on hold on hold on you tried to kill me i don't know what's going on and while he's still trying to talk his way through it casca's going for his neck again right so they go into a little bit of about. um Guts doesn't pull his sword out. He like kind of like you know kicks Costco around. He moves around a bit, moves himself around, but he blocks to the he blocks it with the hilt of the sword a few times. But the whole time he's like, really leave me alone. And she's you know begging him like draw your sword right now. And you know at the very last second he trips her and she falls. Right. And he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like you're really reckless. I don't know why you can't tell me anything. Like it's a little too much for you to try to kill me when I haven't seen you in a year. You know, as Casa's kind of gathering herself off the ground, she asks him, why did you come back? It's your fault. You destroyed all of it. It's your fault. And, you know, she jumps off the floor, takes her sword above her head, and, like, swings right at Guts and they cross swords, right? Because Guts now Guts has his sword out. I think you can tell that this is a little more serious than he was guessing. And, you know, he's also taken aback by this because he's like, it's my fault. And Casca's is like, yes, everything. Griffith, the Hoff, everything. You messed it up, you know. While she's still swinging her sword at him, and she's like, because you left this, you abandoned Griffith, and you know, this is this is basically a whole year of bullshit that she's taking out of him. So she's swinging, not even sort of trying to like hold it back, right? And finally, Guts catches her hand, and he's like, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. you can't be serious, right? The- Griffith would never leave because of me. That's not a thing. This is this is Griffith just doing Griffith stuff, right? It couldn't be and then this is right, you can see that Casca is like realizing that Guts doesn't even like notice that, you know, what his connection was to Griffith. And you know, she kind of looks down and she's like, You really are like a fool. You're really a fucking idiot, Guts. <laughs> and with that, she um tries to tries to like she, like, knees him to get her sword out of the way and then, like, almost cuts him on the on the chin. And she says, you know, I thought I told you back then that someone wants to accomplish something, if it's grand, and that more than other people do. Going back into her, you know, explanation for why Griffith does what he does. You know, how he makes himself strong, when he's not supposed to, all the burdens that he has, you know, the ideals and dreams aren't enough. But at the end of the day, guts is what made him weak, and Griffith was no good without him. And in that moment, you know, Guts, you know, flashes back to that time that he was walking away from Griffith while he was kneeling in the cell. But, you know, as he's distracted, Casca actually manages to stab him and get through a piece of his armor. Um, she can't really believe it either, but Guts seems a little more calm about it. Um, She kind of is shaking while the sword's still in him, right? He starts to kind of pull it out with his hands. Which is kind of funny because he's like cutting his hands while he's doing it. He's starting to like kind of pull it out, and Kosk like, "You should have been able to dodge. Like, what's going on? Like, stop playing with me. Like, it's bleeding. That's 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 enough. Please stop." And you know, while she's freaking out that she actually hurt him, um, you know, Guts is pulling the sword out, and he's like, "So what else would you think I should have done, huh? Allie did what Griffith." Won. What, what do you want me to do? And, you know, he's like just bleeding out where she stabbed him. He's kind of, you can tell he's kind of like, you know, out of it a little bit too. And he's like, it's just, just my own thing. What else should I have done? And, you know, he's just asking her like over and over, like, what did you want me to do? Like, I, I thought that this was the example we were supposed to follow. And, you know, of course, Casca is just like overcome with emotion. She can't believe she actually stabbed him. Like he's still holding on to the sword, like holding her into place while she's trying to pull it out and eventually you know he lets go the sword comes out it falls to the ground it's got coats of his blood he's got like a big hole in his chest right and, you know casca's gathering herself up off the ground again she says you know i know what you're saying is right i really do but i just can't take it anymore and she has this really like sad look on her face she's kind of smirking with, not like a Satisfied smirk. It's like I'm fucking done, man. I've I've done all I can. You know, she goes into it, and then you know, guts, who's a little more gathered up, kind of staring at her. But she's like, you know, I told you before, I wanted to be a Griffith side. I want to be a sword. And you know, she's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, I remember. She's like, that wasn't true. That the me who wished to become that way was bluffing. I'm sure. I'm sure. I genuinely meant it at first. But yeah, I realize Griffith's not a god. And I'm a woman. How easy would it have been if I could just make my heart feel the way I want it to? So, you know, she kind of just keeps talking to him about how she did realize that, you know, Princess Charlotte was Griffith's goal, right? That was what he was going to do to try to get his place in royalty. And that she's not stupid, right? Like, she heard, she didn't hear everybody talking about it behind her back, but she could put two and two together, right? She's like, I knew that that would be the fastest shortcut. And knowing Griffith, I knew he'd be sure to take it someday. But, you know, even with that happening now, I I still wanted to be near him. And, you know, I, if I couldn't be near him as a woman, it would be as a sword. You know, I mean that they were never going to have that relationship, just like Judo and Griffith and Guts talked about. But, you know, it was something that she would have, you know, at least be something indispensable for him. But, you know, the day that Guts left, she realized that there was no more room next to Griffith and things changed. But, you know, her dream had already ended, kind of due to Guts. So, you know, Guts takes all this in. And while, you know, he's still thinking about it, she tells him, you know, I can't do it anymore. I've tried to protect the Band of the Hawk. I couldn't be a woman. I couldn't be a sword. I couldn't be enough for this world. And it just ended up being fruitless and hopeless. We don't even know what's going to happen next. And I just can't. I'm so tired. And, you know... We get a close-up look at Casca's face, and she's, like, not all there. You know, her pupils aren't really open. Her eyes aren't really open. She's got this smile on her face, but it's not really, like... Once again, it's not a happy smile. It's like a, you know, I've settled in smile. But, you know, while she says this, she says, you know, I'm so tired, and you do the rest. And while she does that, she falls backwards on her favorite thing to do, as we learned through this comment. Casca does her favorite thing and falls off a cliff. So... <laughs> While she's falling, Guts reaches in with the hand that he used to pull the sword out um, and grabs her before she can fall all the way down. you know, she said, you know, as as he's pulling her up, he says that, you know, there's one more thing she realized from that day is that even though she hated him, even though she wants to kill him. She, she, yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't finish the thought. She's just kind of like, even though I want to kill him, even though I hate him so much, you know, like dot 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 ellipses, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> you know, and guts goes back into the thing that he did when he, you know, fell with Costco down the cliff after he yanks her back onto the on. Onto safety and he's like what the hell are you thinking don't you ever go near a cliff again i can't be i can't deal with being dragged off two or three more times right kind of referring to the fact that god damn it why do you keep falling off the cliffs you know he's like you're always getting hurt and you know i I can't i can't take it right and you know she kind of flips it back on him holds his hand where he's kind of covering his wound and she's like no you're always getting hurt it's always because of me you're always bleeding. You're such a fool. And she, you know, headbutts him <laughs> right in the middle of his chest. And he's kind of just sitting there like... I think he's just shocked to see this so much mo- emotion from Koska, but also we've never had this conversation before, right? But he holds her as she, you know, rests her, ch- her head in the chest. He starts kissing her on her forehead. She starts kissing back, and then we see the two of them, you know, settle down onto the floor near the waterfall. And with that, we end... Uh, the chapter confession, and it seems these two have made up pretty nicely.
1: Yeah, and then <laughs> that was that's how yeah. it ends. There's nothing else. Yeah,
0: and this is where Berserk ends. Thank you all for coming to episode twenty-eight. Yeah. No, um, I yeah, will so... never stop
1: making that joke. by <laughs> <laughs> slap.
0: This would have been a, this would have been a, this would have been a great end. No, but yeah, I I do like this whole conversation at the end. Yeah, because. This is the only way this could happen with these two, right? Like, oh yeah, they're soldiers, so she's got to, you know, try to kill him first, and then he's got to get stabbed, and like, yeah, it's dramatic in all the ways it can only be with this series, and you know, of course, you know, Casca tries to kill herself, like, God. it's just,
1: I oh gosh, God, I remember when I was watching the anime first time when she started backing up, I was like, why Why are you doing this right now? And, like, I kind of get it because, like, she's completely worn out and she has, like, not slept more than, like, three hours a day, probably, if that, by this point. And, like... Yeah. You do dumb shit when you're tired, man. There, Sometimes there's just some stuff you do and you wake up and you're like... So let's all pretend that didn't happen. And I didn't do that (laughs) because I'm normal again now. And that's kind of (laughs) what I'm choosing to believe happened here. Other than just being like, ah, the woman couldn't take it. She's going to throw herself off a cliff. But I also think it like works for Costco's character too, because like, I don't know. It's like, she says, like, I don't know if I'm like just keeping up, like, a dream for someone who's, like, not even around anymore. And I get, like, yeah. how hopeless that feels, especially when that was her, like, driving motivation for so long. So.
0: Yeah, no, that's what, see, I'm, I I think that what keeps it from being, like, the weak woman moment is the fact that, like, she she does, like, explain herself, right? Like, yeah. she's like, yo, you, like, took my role in relationship that I wanted, like, and it wasn't even the first role I wanted. I wanted to be his woman, but then I couldn't even have that. So I wanted to be his mercenary. And then you took that from me. Like It's yeah. like, it's like you really? know, life's been be- beating her down. And then on top of that, she had to run the Hawks, even though the whole time she has no faith in it, really. But the only thing keeping her going is Griffith. And even then, she won't really be able to have that role. Like, it's like if you've ever been suicidal before, right? It's like that cyclical thinking you start getting into where it's like, yeah. you know, like well, fuck this, this is no point. And then you, and then all of a sudden like, yeah, how would it feel after a guy you haven't seen in a year who you cared a lot about just suddenly pops up again? Yeah, it's fucked up. Like how else are you supposed to receive that? Right. Cause and another point to that is that even guts knows like this is ridiculous. Right. Like the, him showing up, like when Corcus doesn't says like, I'm not going to call you the Raider leader he doesn't even argue with him. He's like, yeah, you're right. I wasn't here. Um, Yeah. He tries to, I think he was, he wanted to say that to Casca, I think, but you know, the way the conversation went, it just didn't get around to it. But like, he obviously knows that he hasn't been here for the roughest shit. Right. And he has been through some rough shit. So I feel like he kind of (laughs) gets why they're like all like bonded together now. Right. And like, he's not a part of that as much. So I don't know. I feel like it kind of shows that guts has grown since that last time, but you kind of see the childishness when like Casca is like, why the fuck did you leave? And he's like, well, what else was I supposed to do? Like, it's just kind of like, I I don't know. Like it, it, like he doesn't know what else to tell her. It's like, yeah, I left. It happened. But like you knew what the situation was, you know, it's very like It's a well-written, like, couple of chapters of, like, yeah, Guts is back, but it's not all happy shit, right? Like, you know, some people are really fucking mad at him.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I think, like you said, like, Guts gets that better than (laughs) anybody and is, like, pretty... I feel like since he already, like, expects the worst thing to happen to him, I think it's a lot more surprising to him when people do welcome him back with open arms. Then, like, yeah. if someone's like, yeah, you, you fucking left, dude. Like, I don't know. And he's like, no, yeah, you. I mean, you're right. Like, I, I can't say anything to that. But I don't know. Because, like, when his dudes come up, he's just like, oh, shit. Like, y'all are still here. And you missed me. That's yeah. weird. He's taken <laughs> but... off
0: guard. He's like, oh, I, like, left. And you guys, like, still want to talk to me. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. No, there's, I don't know, there's so much with the reunion where, like, I feel like it's a very good character study, just because, like, of how everybody reacts so differently to what's going yeah. on. Because it's obviously, like, a very big emotional situation, right? And then... yeah. You get like people who don't know everything that was going on, right? And they're all just excited, guts is bad because they're like, oh, this is the guy that like saved our asses, right? Like, we yes. really need this right now. And then yeah, you get he's like hope
0: for and- them, right? It's not even yeah. like. It's not even like, oh, our best friend for some of them. It's like, oh my God, we might not die. Like this is great.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no. And they're like, oh God, like this is like if we can't have Griffith right now, but we have like Costca and guts now. So like it's it's good. We're good. But then there's like you know there's Rickert who's crying as per always about everything. He lo- he looks like he's about to have like a panic attack. He's like <laughs> so overwhelmed. And then you know Judo and Pippin or Judo and Pippin and they're just like cool guy. Like yeah, you're back. Yeah, hooray. Yeah,
0: they they they're known for keeping their cool. Like literally the entire like manga so yeah they're like
1: well we'll we'll, like talk to you later like we could let this go and of course corcus is corcus or whatever
0: yeah i i feel like he's still i don't know i like i like What purpose corcus serves sometimes because i feel like part of this is like you know you want to see all sides of like what's going on right and I, I don't know. I I do kind of get tired of sometimes when you do see like stuff like this happen. It's like it's back. Nobody's mad about this, right? Or the general sentiment is everybody's mad. <laughs> this is stupid, and it's and you know I feel like Corcus being like his old drunk self, like just being like, yeah, whatever, fuck you. I don't care if you're back. Like, yeah, it, it's kind of like, yeah, not everybody's gonna forgive you, right? Like, not everybody's yeah. gonna be like, oh, this is great. The the big hero came back. Especially somebody's jealous as Corcus, right? Like we already right. know Corcus has issues with guts and then now, you know, he's going into full hater mode because because guts is back. So Yeah,
1: no, I I do like you said, like I appreciate Corcus honestly, because it I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like if everyone was just like happy, I'd be like Surely, There's like some people, but like, I feel like a lot of those people would have left already. Right. Like, yeah, there's kind of like, oh, well, you know, like nobody's here who can help anymore. So why would I stay here? Kind of thing. Exactly. So there's just, I don't know. I also cannot imagine like what it took for Casca to keep like her composure and just be like, all right, guys, we got to like do this shit and get this done. And like, not immediately, like, cost guts like she probably wants to
2: <laughs> because
1: yeah. I would want to, but that would A, make her look bad and like in front of the men, right? And then B, would just like not really serve any purpose in that moment. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like also she, like, Judo you know, said, even like she was put in this role. She didn't, it's not fair to her that she's in this role.
2: But she yeah. is,
1: and I think she takes that kind of thing like very seriously. Like, w- like she does everything. Like Casca, if she has a flaw, but also like a strength that is taking things very seriously all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and I and I understand like where she's coming from with Guts. I think she's re- I think she's resentful towards both guts and Griffith. Right. Yeah. Like, because who knows? Because she could have found G- Griffith the next day and start kicking his ass too. Cause, cause like really you're going to throw all of this away for this guy. Like yeah. I understand where the resentment's coming from, but also you can tell what her true feelings are about them because when she stabs gut, she's like, wait, you're supposed to dodge that. Like she's like, yeah. wait, you were, that wasn't supposed to happen, but like, you can tell it's just like her brain's not working. She's not thinking about the fact that she can kill him with this sword. It was like, she, it's almost like she saw him earlier and was like, I'm going to kick his ass. And that's all she could think about. I was like, yeah. you put me through all this bullshit and then you come through and save the day. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And, you know, I, I feel like her, the way that they like made her character change, even since the last chapter we like saw her. When, mm-hmm. you know, all the stuff was happening between her and, you know, Guts and Griffith. Like, she's obviously like hardened a lot. And we see some more of that, but we see some more of that as like, you know, the band gets back together and everything, but she's also like very tired, like you said, right? Like she's put it all together, but it's almost like out of like obligation. (laughs) It's like, like she is forced into this role and she's not going to give up on it. But if she happens to jump off a cliff, y'all shouldn't be um, surprised at all.
1: Right. No, I, I don't know. I wish she would kick Griffith's ass, like, even in the state he's in. (laughs) Yes, no. Like, you fucking moron. You fucking idiot. Like, you've obviously gotten, like, the shit beat out of you, so I'm not gonna do that. But, like, good fucking God. I, I don't know. It's...
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's a, it's a it's a rough time for her. I feel like she really got saddled with her, like, Guts and Griffith's, like, bullshit, right? Like, she got caught in the middle. Yes. And, you know, it is intentional with, like... That's the thing, is, like, I refuse to, like, believe that, like, that's not intentional with the writing, right? Like, that's obviously what's happening, is she got caught in this, like, struggle between them two. And, like, you know, there's other, little like, little meta moments, like, when Guts is, like, this, you with this fucking cliff again, like... Stop fainting off of cliffs. I can't take this shit anymore, right? Like, yeah. it, It's obvious that, like, you know, the point is that they are, like, playing tug-of-war with Casca, and they don't even really know it, right? But they're all kind of playing tug-of-war with each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah.
1: It's a very triangle sort of dynamic. <laughs> not not necessarily even a love triangle, just, like, yeah. there's always something happening that causes some tension. But, I don't know. I feel like, you know, what I was kind of talking about earlier with Guts, where he was, like, surprised at how happy everyone was. Like, I, the fact that he genuinely didn't realize how much he meant to Griffith was, (laughs) you kind of want to be like, yeah, stupid. But also, Mm -hmm. you kind of see that, like, when he's thinking about leaving, too. Because, obviously, he doesn't view himself as, like, an equal to Griffith, right? So how could he possibly, like mean something to him significantly like that yeah and like having everyone be like yeah griffith was depressed because of you and you know it's coming from rickert so he's kind of like yeah that that sucks i guess but then later when he's fighting casca and she's like you know it's your fault like griffith fucked up because of you and he's like fucking sweating and he looks like he's like about to have a breakdown and he's like no like it's it's Griffith, like, why would he do that? <laughs> totally
0: blame that's the, on
1: me. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's almost like one of those moments where you can tell he's like thought this. He's like thought this in his head like so hard that like it was such a settled thought in his head that Griffith didn't care about him.
1: Yeah, because
0: and it's been building ever since the moment he saw like you know him give his little speech to Charlotte. Yeah, like he saw Griffith do that. It's like he's been mold, He's been like spinning it over in his head, but he never talked to Griffith about it. Mm-hmm. And the only person he really did talk to about it with it was Casca and Judo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it like a shock to him. He's like, no, it, this had to be like something else. It couldn't like even though they're telling him, yeah, it happened the day after you left. It ha- We haven't talked to him since, but we're all 99 percent sure that's why it happened. He's like, no, this is like a play. Like, he's even almost like, no, this is all part of Griffith's plan, right? Like, this yeah. is like like. It's almost like you can't even blame him so much for his own, like, lack of self-worth in that situation because that's what he heard Griffith say, right? And they haven't yeah. had any conversation besides that. So what else is he going to think besides, yeah, this guy just thinks I'm, like, a fucking tool. So, of course, he doesn't care that much. But, you know, obviously this is all taking him off guard. And it just shows how much, like, Griffith really did, like, shield himself from everybody. But yeah. it's also kind of, you using this trope of, like... <laughs> Men aren't in tune with their emotions or know like what the fuck is going on because Casca's yeah. telling him like, "Yeah, dude, he fucking loved you. You were like his right hand man. That's exactly why he did it." And Guts is like, "Huh? <laughs> what? what? What do you mean?" Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I mean, like, you could you could argue that it's like, you know, him growing up without having any care or anything like that. So it's hard for him to have yeah. him anyone actually, like, reciprocating that level of affection, you know? Like, like he is, to an extent, doing this, like, for Casca, but he is mainly, like, making himself stronger so that he can stand with and challenge Griffith and, like, be a friend in that way. That's the whole reason he left, and to begin yeah. with. And so, like, to hear that... <laughs> His like departure impacted like and and like impacted everyone in a way he didn't even intend. First of all, but also finding out that it was because he was cared for in that way already. I can't imagine like what that felt like, but yeah. Also, he and Griffith are horrible at communicating, and it would have Terrible. never been communicated <laughs> ever in any capacity. <laughs> so.
0: Right, and that's the thing, right? Like they could have. And that's the thing is that there, we don't know how this could have gone, right? Because, <laughs> like you said, I don't think that would have happened because the closest we ever got to that was Griffith being like, hey, you think I'm mean <laughs> to Guts a few chapters ago, right? He's like, <laughs>
1: nah. "Hey," He's like, am I a bad guy?
0: Like, I'm not a bad guy, am I? And then Guts just kind of being like, I'm not going to say yes or no. i'm not gonna answer that uh but
1: you wanted to be top dog so
0: he he literally goes (laughs) like bro i am a murderer you're asking the wrong person (laughs) yeah
1: like i don't know what kind of moral scale we're working off of here but like like, i'm probably not the person that's the
0: shit (laughs) exactly Uh. i i don't know it's 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 just a good, like you said, it's a good character study with all these characters reuniting because I feel like even though, it, yes, the year that passed for us as readers, it's been two chapters, right? There wasn't really anything. And I feel like what, I feel like another thing that's well done is that like, they kind of tell us like, you didn't need to see, you didn't really need to see what happened. Like we can sum it up pretty well for you. Guts literally did nothing. He was swinging a sword in the mountains. We'll see where he was later. We do get more insight into exactly what he was doing, Right. But he was swinging his sword, fucking around in the forest, right? And the rest of the Band of the Hawk were dying from dysentery and shit. So, I mean, not really much to see besides that, right? Like, and what I respect about Berserk is this is literally where some shit, like... And I know these are not the same type of manga, right? But, like, this is some shit where... Um, What's it called um Naruto or some other m- manga would have made us read about that fucking year there would have been yeah. so much filler for no goddamn reason just to get to this moment which is another reason I respect it. it respects my time because other time skips happen and they're in less than a page because the reason the time skip happens is that layer're like listen we gotta age them up for some fucked up shit also what happened doesn't really matter so yeah <laughs> so so let's just let's get over it. So I do respect that. Right. But I also respect that he does give it time to breathe. Like in these last few chapters, we've seen Casca like collapse from exhaustion, but at the same time, like turn around to her men and go, we fucking got this. Right. Like she's not showed any of this, like her crying or like, like losing her shit to anybody, but probably like judo. Right. Over the past year or so. And even then, only person she showed it to before that was guts. Like nobody's ever seen her like this, so it's good to see. Like, yeah, that's still exactly how she is. Because what did she do? She waited until everybody was drunk, sleep the next morning, and said, "Okay, it's emotion time. Let me go, <laughs> let yeah. me go get guts, and let me go beat his ass behind the behind the camp."
1: <laughs> yeah, for which she is fully valid. By the way, I completely respect her choice. Yeah, you, so. yeah, God. Totally get uh, it. I don't know. There's, I feel like these last few chapters have had like, or these last few episodes we've done even have had like so much happen like emotionally in them. Mm -hmm. But like, (laughs) when you distill it down to like what it is, it's just very simple. Like they're complex feelings, but it's like very simple motivations with it. Yeah,
0: and yeah. the characters are still the same characters.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's part of what makes, like, Mira's storytelling so good is because he, like, he's very good at, like, creating situations that are easy to understand and, like, parse for the most part, but also, like, still carry such big emotions despite being such a simple, like, concept.
0: But Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, for for it being such, like, simple character, like... Motivations, right? Because we know what the struggle is between all of them, and like, I, and like we both said, like we talk about, like, oh, they're gay for each other and all that stuff like that, right? Like, it, it is like funny to say all that, but what I do like is that he doesn't make it like this boringly explicit, like love triangle thing. Yeah, like it's complicated. It's very complicated. You can't just look at this and be like, well, he wants to fuck her and she wants to. Like, it's not that, right? Like, no. it's years of like, you know, he saved me from a traumatic situation, but he's also not the greatest guy um mm-hmm. you know something that Costca and guts relate to when it comes to griffith but then like mm-hmm. you know griff came from a shitty situation and we do get more into insight into that later right but yeah it's it's all kinds of like complex emotions but then they give you these simple characters to work with so like whenever guts is like taken aback by like he left because of you like he he abandoned us and made that mistake because of you like it makes sense but he doesn't believe that he doesn't think any like you said he doesn't think anybody cares about him he didn't think griffith cared about him his own father figure didn't care about him that's all he's been having nightmares about recently like you know it just makes it just everything just makes sense right and the kiss at the end of the chapter between guts and casca also just makes sense it's not like
2: oh yeah no know, it's not forced.
0: tacked on romance yeah exactly it's like Yeah, this makes sense, because I'm one of those who kind of hates that trope sometimes, where it's like, the man and woman are fighting, and then they start, like, fucking or whatever, right? Like, Mm. I usually don't like that trope, because sometimes it's, like, unwarranted, but I feel like in the berserk world, like, and especially because of where their relationship has been building the past, like, couple years, like, this just makes, like, sense, and, you know. And we, we go into detail later because there's like a sex scene. There's like a sex scene next chapter, right? And it's important because it's not just.
2: <laughs> right. Uh,
0: it's not just, you know, you're going, ah, yes, my OCs get the fuck. Hell yeah. I mean, part of it is definitely <laughs> because of that. But it's also traumatic as fuck, right? Like I'm scrolling through it now and I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, no, this is not, uh, not fun stuff. And. All of that is still based on stuff we already know about the characters. None of this just comes out of nowhere. We know that both of these guys aren't quick to have sex because, you know, look at their history. Like, Guts was raped as a child. Um, Costco was sold into fucking child's, like, sex slavery. Like, it's not exactly like, you know... Like, it's not, it's not uncalled for, and that's what I like about it, right? Because there's no such thing yeah. as, like, a, I feel like that's when you get in the weird territory. I remember there was a funny conversation online about, quote-unquote, necessary sex scenes. But, like, this doesn't feel like, you know, somebody mashing two action figures together, right? It's like, yeah. no, like, this is a character development moment. Like, and it's more about vulnerability, which I'm excited about getting into next chapter. Right.
1: I think, like, a good media example that I can think of off the top of my head for, like, unnecessary sex scenes is Game of Thrones. Because, like... Oh, yeah. Incessant. Like, it's just, like, thrown in there. Like, they're having a conversation that does not need to be happening while they are fucking and also doesn't make sense for them to yeah. be Yeah! And... It's It's, it's, <laughs> it's just... It's so stupid. And, like, I remember one scene... I was like, this is dumb. And then I found out they added it in to have, like, an additional sex scene while it was happening. And I was like, why'd you do that? Like, you didn't even need to do all of that.
0: And that's a lot of these, a lot of Game of Thrones, too. It's crazy.
1: No, it really is. It's probably, like, half of Game of Thrones, honestly. Yeah. Especially in later seasons. But, like, I feel like this scene, like... It's so sincere, Um, and like you, and like you said, like it's been building for a while. Like it's not out of the blue. We've gotten hints. Like
0: they've been flirting with each other the past couple years. Yeah, yeah.
1: and there's like the whole like enemies to lovers, whatever the fuck that people love so much. You know, like it's all very like cut and dry in that sense. But like, I feel like I don't know the reason I feel like. Uh, it isn't like a weird love triangle with Griffith is that they all care for each other like in their own ways and because yes. of the way that balances sometimes that is unequal but like it's not like Casca truly hates everything Guts says, right like she can know yeah that he's done things and for Griffith who she loves and so that was kind of like the gateway into her being like okay like i can accept guts in like this way and even yeah. though like Costca annoyed guts he's like well she means a lot to griffith and she does a lot for the band of the hawks so like you know they there's like this slow building of mutual respect and having like griffith who like does value both of them regardless what that actually means like he does value both of them yeah so it's in his
0: own special way yeah
1: like <laughs> I think Griffith's harder to, like, pin down because, like, we talked about, like, he doesn't always view people as necessarily, like, people. Sometimes it's more of, like, a concept of a person and what they can do in that scenario. So I think, like, he probably ab- approaches, like, emotional needs that way, too. But you know, right. it's which is why it's so devastating when Guts leaves because, like, <laughs> Griffith has never communicated that he's an important person to him. Right. Like, he's never, like, truly said that. He's just kind of like, he's like, oh, yeah, he knows I appreciate him and that I like value him. I Like, right, we smile right. each other and he told me yeah, that you know. he did not tell me I'm a shitty person. So it's OK. Exactly. Um,
0: it's it's almost too realistic. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, it
1: hurts a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, ooh, don't <laughs> don't say that here. Um, but I don't know. Like, I think it's a. Re- <laughs> it's honestly a really good example of how three very different types of trauma can affect people in very different yeah. ways and, like, produce different outcomes. Because, like, at the core, it's, like, the same thing where it's, like, sexual assault, but they all came out of it very differently and because of their upbringings, yeah. like, treated things very differently as they grew up and coped with it differently. So it's... I don't know. It's just really interesting to see. And also, like... With guts having his no touchy kind of stuff, like him actually like hugging Costco on his own volition and kissing her is a really big step for him and a really yeah. big thing. So it's a
0: huge thing. We've never yeah. we've never seen him like, and that's the thing, right? Like this has kind of like a background thing too. Is like we see um, the other guys in the band Hawk like go to the bars and like go try to pull women and shit like that, and we've never seen Guts do that. Like yeah. that's just not a part of what he does. Like he's not intimate in that way right which i think is like a good move on like that sort of development because it's good to have those things in there just to have the context of like no this isn't like a sexless comic like it's just like that's just not what our character is doing right now right Right. and which i feel like lends to like what is an unnecessary sex scene quote-unquote right um with the game of thrones things i totally understand that because there are parts of game of thrones where there's exposition happening but like somebody's dick deep in somebody so you have to like watch the exposition and like you said a lot of it is added in a lot of it wasn't in the source material it was just people being horny so um i i i don't understand when it's like because that's the thing as like just to be totally clear I wanted to watch porn I watch porn right like it's 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 just one of those things I'd even watch one of the porns that's hilarious and is basically a movie with 20 minute acting scenes in between the 35 minute fucking scenes right like if that's what we wanted to do I would do that so I I think it is kind of weird when that happens which is not what we've seen with which which is not what we've seen with Berserk but there are mangas in certain genres that do that right (laughs) so yeah I don't (laughs) I do like that it's, like, reserved for specific moments, right? And you kind of see where Mir is leading with it with this one, right? So, and like you said, like, the development of the relationships makes sense. Because, like you said, it's not all, like, like Casca didn't fall in love with Guts as soon as he came to the picture, right? She fucking hated him.
1: Oh, yeah, she was like, fuck you. Like,
0: she straight up, yeah, straight up hated the guy. She had to fucking sleep next to him first night to keep his body warm. Like, she fucking hated him. So now we've gone to that like, something that was non-consensual, like, she didn't want to fucking do that, to, you know, she's willingly sharing this with them. And it's really sweet. We'll talk about it next time. Like, there's some yeah. stuff that happens that's, like, really, like, well done on Mir's part. Very well but, done. Yeah, yeah. So, very excited for those next chapters, but also really good to see um the character development as far as, like, Guts and Casca specifically, like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: just to see, like, that raw conversation with them where, like, neither one of them's, like, very certain about what's going on like she's trying to kill him but she's not even aware that he can die like it's just so many messy messy emotions yeah. because you know like and that's the thing like she obviously didn't even want to hurt him which is another like small thing right like she didn't want to actually like like when she hurt him she started like crying because she's like god damn it he's always getting hurt because that hurts her right like it's all these different little yeah. things that are put together well so yeah
1: Yeah, and I will probably elaborate more on this next time, but, like, I think it also really says something that this is, like, the first genuinely tender moment in Berserk, technically, because, like, every other sex scene has not been great. Like, the stuff with Griffith and Charlotte was, like, borderline, but she liked it, so, uh... You know, like, you can say so many things about that. And then there's so much, like molesting and sexual assault and then outright rape happening and so this is like yeah. really the first time that there has been like a healthy uh we'll we'll talk about it later there's yeah. a, a sex scene that is consensual but also like there's so much like reciprocity in it so i don't know i'm i'm i don't mind talking about it next time i'm actually kind of looking forward to talking about it despite yeah. Our summary is probably just going to be like, and then this happened, and then we're going to talk about and this they had thing for a sex. While, and then yeah. they had more sex. Um, so
0: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, no, very, very excited, but, yeah. 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 No, I, I, I do think it is important, though, because one thing that people do talk about, like, if you heard of Brute Berserk, there is, like, a lot of talks about, like, there's a lot of reading this comic, right, which, yeah. there is, don't there worry. Is. yeah, oh, somebody's read a couple of lines forward. yeah, there is, um... So but that's the thing is that like when you see scenes like this it is like you can know you know that the author knows the difference right it isn't just yeah. like thrown in there and i feel like that's what i really respected about this moment because i didn't expect this right? like i was like oh oh okay like yeah. i was like oh that's not what i expected so no, no, that as, as somebody who's read who's reading this for the first time i didn't really thought it was you know important to see these two characters have this happen and mm-hmm. not have it be like a you know either too sappy or just her being like fuck off and then that's it right like that, yeah. that to me that would that wouldn't be the natural progression of these characters and it would have been really boring to just have casca be like i'm dark casca now and i'm evil or <laughs> something like that so yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah and Again, I'll get into some more detail next time, but, like, I appreciate that it's not, like, built up to be, like, a hate-fucking thing, you know? Like, oh, yeah, I hate oh you, my God. I love you,
0: and I want to bone
1: you, kind of thing. Like, that's it is what a- I
0: hate about that trope. That's that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. and, like, this is much more, like, sincere than that, and, like, genuinely they do both care about each other, despite having complicated feelings, and I do like that a lot yes. in this. Like, like, I'm not above, like, Hate fucking stuff and like, I don't know, like when you're making up like fanfic or some shit like that. But like within like actual media, I tend to not like it just because I feel like it's done very poorly most of the time. And so I'm it just like, seems I
0: horny for the sake of being horny, which exactly.
1: Like, don't make yeah, so it's
0: not...
1: yeah, there's no <laughs> need to have it like here, you know, yeah, like, there's no I... yeah, yeah. And uh, oh god, I had another thought and it flew out of my head. What the fuck was I gonna say? Oh no. Uh, no, it was there and then it was gone. Um, <laughs> well, oh my god! I, yeah, anyway, alpha. I, I'll, I'll,
0: I'll I figure did it out. I do think that that's like a funny thing that I do see come up a lot because you know just to like run out the conversation. I do want to talk about the book thing that you mentioned mm-hmm. um, yes. just to kind of back away from Berserk in a second. But I, uh, one, one thing, <laughs> one thing I do. Um, i do kind of see a comment on is like a lot of people being like there are a lot of sex scenes and things right Mm -hmm. but i always feel like the context matters more than like what people are mad about right like yeah i i I feel like i saw i see a lot of people be like you know like game of thrones i totally understand people say that like that's kind of annoying because like 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 i said before i feel like so many more directors would just go make porn because there's just something about watching something and being like no this is in here because it's horny and i'm not watching something that's romantic i'm not watching something that is like x y or z or has to have those feelings in it i'm watching like a like action drama right right so so that's when i'm always kind of like all right well cool let's throw that in like it's not like a well-rounded show type of thing so like that's how i always felt about it but i do like I don't know. Like, that's just kind of the main point. That some people should just go just go make porn. Like, it's there. It's right there. You have all the resources. You don't yeah. have all your prestige actors and stuff. But, like, you know. <laughs> like, some of y'all are just horny, and I can tell. Like, you just threw it in yeah. there, and you're like, this will be hot. And, like, that is cool sometimes. But if, if that's, like, what, like, you know, 85% of your show is, I have a very new medium to show you. Like, I don't
1: yeah, just just go make an etchy or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I remembered my thought, um, and then we'll round it out. But <laughs> I just, I was thinking like this is probably more meaningful than like some of the romance scenes I've seen in like shoujo romances that I've enjoyed because like I feel like a lot of the time those get like very bogged down, not even with sappiness, sometimes just with like. Again, horniness or whatever, and it's just kind of like this didn't necessarily serve a purpose, and I'm not really sure why this is here. And mm-hmm. like, I feel like that is very common in anime and manga, which is why some people don't always like it. It's common in a lot of forms of media,
0: but that's yeah. something
1: people point to a lot when they're like, "Oh, I don't like it," and you're like, "Why?" And they're like, "Uh, because it's like weird and horny." And I'm like, "Okay, like I can't, I can't dispute mm, yeah. that." But there's yeah. like so many things that are weird and horny, and it's such a broad form of media that there's so much within it that isn't like that so
0: yes but yeah yeah. it's like when somebody recommends like like when somebody says like oh read this yuri right there are some people who hear that and Uh they're like oh that's that's just porn and it's like well no not exactly right so I I I do understand that it's but it also is funny because I like um sometimes when I am watching HBO shows um i am like it is a mandate for hbo shows to have sex in them i think i don't know it
1: is, I don't think it really like, is.
0: Like, like i think we were watching something the other day i was like god damn i was like okay <laughs> it's like this is this is like a five or six minute long sexy and all right yeah. go off i guess like um yeah so i i don't know it it is like you know I guess it is, like, a personal taste thing. So that's why I try not to, like, like open my mouth about it too much. Because I don't think it's, like, super duper serious.
2: Not but usually, like,
0: no. Yeah, not usually it's, like, not that big of a deal. But sometimes I am, like, hey, uh... I was just trying to watch this show, but uh.
1: yeah, I honestly think sometimes it's just kind of lazy. Personally, I'm like, oh, okay, you just you didn't know how to fill that, so you slapped that in there. That's kind of right, <laughs> stupid on your part. Um <laughs> So Matt Smith is in the new Game of Thrones, right? And mm-hmm. he did an interview, and he was like, "Yeah, there's like." Too many sex scenes, possibly in it. Oh <laughs> like, I don't God. know how to feel about that. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. Also, he looks uh, horrible in it. I'm just
0: like, I cannot believe like, you. making that shit. I Dude. saw that and I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. they are, it's already out. Like,
1: yeah, uh, I keep being asked and I'm like, leave me alone. It looks so bad. I don't want any part the of it. The blonde
0: wigs are fucking killing me. I'm looking so at it right bad. now. This is so funny. <laughs> What the fuck is oh my god, anyway? Oh, that looks terrible. Uh, yeah, so I do want to talk about something that you were going to bring up before we talked about um, Berserk. yes, yes. So, um, <laughs> I'll introduce it, but you can
1: probably pad it out a little bit better than I can. Got it. Um, so I did not find out this out through t- Twitter, I found it out through TikTok, and the reason I started looking at it was because I didn't like. agree with the person who was talking about it so I was possibly giving it a little too much benefit of the doubt at first um but basically
0: yeah from my
1: understanding of what happened there was a 20 early 20 something year old girl woman who made a um a problematic authors list and she threw literally everyone on there like it didn't matter like what you, what you had done or written or whatever she it was all on there so like she had authors yeah. who were like confirmed like rapists up there next to like fucking shakespeare and shit for like being a misogynist yes. in his Yes yes which there's plenty to talk about with that. but i <laughs> And, like, to me at first, I was, like, in my head, because I had just woken up to, and I was just, like, okay, like, maybe this is more of, like, a warning thing. And, like, I can't say shit about that, because I literally run this podcast with you, right? Like, a lot of what we're yeah. doing is talking about things in depth so that if someone comes across it, they're not blindsided, you know? Like, right. there is something out there that they can refer to to be, like, okay, I'm not insane. <laughs> or, like, yeah. have some kind of heads up going in. Right. And so to me like in my head and you know like how I would approach this would be like oh this is like warning about people's work so that you don't walk into it unknowingly right right I forgot (laughs) that for most people like problematic means like you need to cancel it and I don't know why I forgot that in that moment but I did that's um, <laughs>
0: And that's the problem with this whole conversation. So I found the list again, right? And you, okay. you hit the nail on the head. What it is, is that she put all of these books into this, right? And she didn't stress whether the content had this in it, or if the person actually did these things. So that, that was the thing, oh, is okay, that okay. it was almost indistinguishable in some areas. Right. Um, uh, what I where I stopped reading what I thought was hilarious was that I think she had like Hitler on there or something or it was like no oh no, God, no, that was, that was, no 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 let okay, let, me, okay, let okay. me rewind that that was that was a fake one that I saw that was really funny but oh, so, she has people on here like Orson Scott card um who we all know is a homophobe and he said they said that they that he said that um Obama was comparing the bottom of the Hitler or something right And like I'm like okay that's that's okay but then it's like Shakespeare like he said and like stuff like that. And very much the tone of what she was saying was what you were saying. It was like we we shouldn't be reading these things. Like they're like they're not worth reading is what kind of what the shtick was, which is where I kind of draw the line. Cause I'm like, okay, listen, 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 listen. We're talking about JK Rowling for sure. Harry Potter sucks anyway. But yeah. um <laughs> like I don't know, man. I, I I feel like a lot of media analysis is in the fucking garbage can because I feel like now people are reading things to avoid making themselves feel bad. Or feel like they are supporting an artist who may have been dead for two hundred years, right? So mm-hmm. a, a lot of people, a lot of it was criticizing, like, like let me see if I can find it again because it's been deleted and it's kind of getting passed around as yeah. Like, I'm trying photos. to find
2: caps so, right now. Yeah.
0: It, it's it's hard to find it, right? So for instance, she had um, Roald Dahl on there, the guy who wrote the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, because um, oh yeah, here it is. Um, this is that's thing, and like I said, this is all indistinguishable for anything that happens in the book or anything that happens in the person's life. So this one they said, racist, sexist, fat-shaming, anti-Semitic, supports children abuse, and misogynistic, about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, So this is the type of shit we're dealing with. We have Orson Scott Card, um writing some pretty right-wing material inside of this book that I I, I am a fan of. Like, I am a fan of Ender's Game, but I'm not going to deny that the content is a very specific message to send in some areas, right? Yeah. Next to Charlie in the fucking Chocolate Factory. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: I feel like you hit the nail on the head again when you said that problematic doesn't just mean it's problematic and you should watch out for it. It means it's problematic and if you read this or like this or, or like anything about it, or talk about it, or hold it up in any kind of regard, that's bad. And I feel like that is fucking wild. That is a wild (laughs) position to have on art, especially like, like, I don't know, like whatever happened to just being like, well, I didn't fuck with it because I had this, this in it, right? Like, you can say that for yourself, but I feel like there's a difference between putting in here ignoring teenage audiences and murderer, and then not specifying whether the artist was a murderer, or the protagonist was a murderer and you didn't like it like and then on top of this on top of this whole spiel with the problematic books thing right which this person i'm pretty sure might have deleted their account or something um yeah which i feel like the point i feel like the point they should have gotten from what they got is that like yeah whether we like it or not these books are written by people and sometimes really shitty people can write like good art like it's it's like It's like when I see white women talk about uh, Zora Neale Hurston, right? Like, a lot of white women like to talk about how Zora Neale Hurston was right-wing and just discount all of her art. And it kind of just is a slap in the face to a lot of black people who are artists and who write a lot, right? Because while Zora Neale Hurston's political shit, I think she had shit political opinions, the writing is still important. And to just kind of tell people don't read these things because... Yeah. Of the person's political alignments, which are, yes, harmful, but, like, there are other things in this art. And there's, like you said, it's a lot of nuance to these things, right? So, like, I think it's funny that you have the nuance there, and then you throw it all out the window and then put Ignore's Teenage Audience next to a literal anti-Semite. Like, it's 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 really, like, fucking weird. Especially because, like, with some of these artists, some of it is like, yes, this content was in the book. And then some of it is this is something that came out like way later after the book came out or like they like got old and said some weird shit later on. Right. Like it's like yeah. all these, like none of this, there's no context to it. And very much the reason that they say they didn't like it is like, it has these things in it and it's fucked up and it's like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: okay. So leading into that, there's a video going around on Twitter of this woman criticizing catcher in the eye. Right. Which I, we all have our own opinions on the book. Right. I think it's, an important book for reasons not going to say that i like all the reasons but there's a lot of nuance to the book etc cetera, etc cetera, right I've um never basi- read it, so. basically basically <laughs> it okay so i'm not gonna lie reading it as an adult now you'll have a lot more um i feel like you'll I'm be able to understand where it's okay. coming from better yeah because i feel like this person literally is just like uh Holden Caulfield's an asshole. He's a loser. He doesn't try hard enough. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And which I think is a really lazy way to see a lot, see the character, because part of the book is also like, yes, he's an asshole, but he also went through trauma. But that doesn't make up for him being an asshole. Like that's kind of the point of the book, right? Right. And I feel like they just threw a lot out of that out of the window. Like mm-hmm. she's like, he's racist. He says this thing on this page, and it's really wow. fucked up. And I don't like the character because so like just shitting on the whole book because they didn't like some things that were in the book and that is where like i feel like a lot of media analysis and literary analysis is in the toilet because you'll have somebody turn on a show um or turn on something and a word that will happen that maybe it's it can be something written by a gay person using a slur written by a black person using a slur to get a point across right Mm -hmm. and because it happens they don't like it i've already seen it with A League of Their Own, the new version of it that's on Amazon. We started watching it last night, right? And I've already seen people complain about the racism in it, as if that's Mm -hmm. not the point of the goddamn show, as if that's That's not literally one of the fucking themes of the show, is that it's the 40s and black women can't play baseball. Like, that's literally half of the fucking plot.
1: Okay, and, yeah, so you can't, like, just exclude <laughs> the racism part of it, because that's yes, the point. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, I, okay just and, making
0: sure. <laughs> and that's the thing. That's the thing that I see is I see people be like, this is problematic because this is in the book. And it's like, well, yeah, because that's what the book's about. And one of the things on, and, and I'm going to just hit my point home, one of the things she had on the list, which was um, the Harper Lee book, to, uh, to Kill a Mockingbird. And she's like, it's racist. And I'm like, I'm, I'm glad that the whole point of that book Flew over your fucking head. We don't need to read anymore. You're right. Kill a Mockingbird is a racist book for racist people. Like, yeah. I think that's when I kind of checked out of that list because I was like, this has to be a joke, right? But then they kept tripling down and quadrupling down. And I feel like now people are in a race not to like read books that are interesting to them and might make them feel uncomfortable. But I feel like part of it is like, how can I read something that treats everyone well the way that I want them to be treated? um and also doesn't make me too uncomfortable and i don't know i don't know about that <laughs> i don't yeah. know about some of that it's like yeah the book you read gonna treat people like shit sometimes and that's gonna like that's how life works too dude like,
1: mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know yeah i i've noticed this a lot with a lot of things and like i feel i feel conflicted sometimes for the same reason i feel conflicted talking about like when people talk about like puritanism and fan art and stuff and how people Ugh. are like so quick to cancel people and it's like okay but what are you being canceled over like is it mm-hmm. because you you a child? Drew, did you draw a horror theme that was like dark but not like but it's exploring something or did you draw like child porn like what is, what are we talking what what's the level here yes yes and I I actually found the list, so I am I've been looking at it while you were talking, and okay, that's why okay, I laughed good. because it had fucking uh Dave Fleeky, the um Captain Underpants writer, on there. See,
0: fuck out of so here.
1: <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, but like, like you said before, like I feel like lists like this that are made to be like easily consumable are never going to be a good idea because you can never put in like the nuance that you need to, like it all comes down to like having an actual conversation about things. Like, I think it is good to talk about how Sylvia Plath was racist. Like she has written some very influential things, but it is good to talk about like the racism in her work. I would love to talk more with doc about Dr. Seuss with people because people completely ignore like the yellow face in it and even defend it. And that shit's weird. Um, it's, oh, why is Mercedes Lackey on this list? She has a fucking trans character. Sorry. Anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was a weird one to see. Um, but yeah, like, I think there's things to talk about. But like you said, there's no clarification on what some of this is. So you have, like, fucking Colleen Hoover who writes shitty no ya romance and she should not be a writer honestly she sucks but then you also have like this fucking marion bradley zimmer i haven't read her shit but it's like assisted in her husband's pedophilic acts and i'm like how are we like equating yeah, all of like, these things
0: yes I-, I feel like there's a difference between being like hey you don't want to support this person's vision right like i'm not yeah. like for instance like there are people who still Well, once again orson scott fucking card Duh. Right. Like, you might want to know that about that author before you read it. But once again, yeah. I feel like we should make these not to, like, be like, never read this! But it's like, there are thoughts to have about this, and guess what? If that does make you that uncomfortable, go ahead. But I feel like it's so weird to, like, put it out there as, like, this art bad because I, because of this specific thing, right? Because there are things, like, I don't know. I don't really see, personally, I don't see the worth in reading, like, mind Kampf, right? Like, I don't really, I, I personally don't see myself reading that right like I, I just don't have any fucking interest in that but like there are so many books that like you said that we have to talk about the problematic parts of these authors i talked about zora yeah. neale hurston earlier we have to mention that she's a conservative you can't like hold up her, her her up as like this great black female writer without talking about she was a fucking conservative so like right. It goes both ways, right? Like, I get that. But at the same time, like, we're throwing... Like, I hate this phrase, cause, but it's so relevant recently. Like, you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Like, it's like... Yeah. Like, is it really all that? Like, you put fucking Charlie in the Chocolate Factory on there next to somebody who is a pedophile? Do you know yeah. where your standards are? Or are we just, like flying by the seat of our pants now like
1: yeah and yeah. I think it's good to like talk about Roald Dahl's anti-semitism like there's a lot said that. yeah there's a lot he said about that especially with like the witches and shit but like yes I feel like lists like this it's so reductive because I'm because I'm looking at it again mm. and I, sorry I am so sorry I just read the George R. R. Martin one and it's like has over 200 sex Acts of sexual violence in his book series, and I don't know why that made me laugh, but it's yeah, it I don't,
0: so it's kind I of just, funny. It's like, damn, you went back and counted each one, that's yeah, kind of funny, yeah, and like, like all
1: of them, but this makes me think like they're getting their information from someone else, also. So they're like finding people's like recountings of things or like ask people for like their opinions while they were be- making this like list, mm-hmm. but like, I think like sometimes the way things are written in this list make it sound a lot sillier than it is, right? Because that made me laugh. But at the same time, I do criticize Game of Thrones for having all those rape scenes in it, right? Yes. Like, I, I think that is something to criticize. And, like, with John Green right below it, um, this is what I was going to talk about before I saw that one. Um, She has, like, wrote about a kiss in Anne Frank's house, which, like, sounds so silly on paper when you yeah. write it like that, right? But when you're looking at it from a broader context, it's like, You romanticized like a memorial to a Jewish girl. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Romance, which is something to criticize. Yes. So to me, it's (laughs) like (laughs) the way this is phrased is just opening it up to like ridicule. Even though, like, a lot of these things are serious things in their books that should be talked about. And, like, there's also, like, serious things about these authors, like, being rapists and pedophiles. We should be talking about that. That's really important. But when you group it all together like this and you reduce it down so you can fit it in a spreadsheet, like, that... Yes,
0: that's the problem. It's
1: it's so weird because, like, there's stuff you can say about Anne Rice. And in my... In my opinion, this is not what's wrong with Anne's Rice. what she has here also because she has attacks people's reviews and spoken defense of a racist what we should be talking about with Anne rice is how one of her was, fucking vampires also, was a plantation owner like yes <laughs> let's talk about that. That,
0: the first thing and the fir- and also what the fuck does the first part have to do with anything who gives a shit if she says anything about anybody's review like like and that's the thing right like and it's not lost on me that the reason it's got so much pile on is because a black woman tweeted it out right like it's not lost on me that's uh, why it happened okay. I and, didn't know that part. And, and well, and that's the thing, right? Is like that's why the pile-ons happen. That's why we always gotcha. see this happen. If, it, if it's not a woman, that it's makes a. Sense. If it's not a black woman, it's a woman. If it's not a woman, then it's not a not a man, trans right? Yeah, a trans thing. person or something. Yeah, right. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's just stupid. I don't think the way people piled on it was was agreeable. But yeah. you're right. It's the fact that there's no rhyme or reason to it. There's not, yeah. hey, these people committed, like, indefensible, like, pedophilia, massive amounts of, like, anti-Semitism in their work that it advocated for Jewish people to be eliminated. Like, be specific and not put it next to, Uh, they put this scene in there that I didn't like. Like, it's like, yeah. it's like, and also, like, once again, if this is, like, a personal thing that she would have, like, made for herself, that's fine. But when we share these things and don't like vet them, it's so open to criticism, and I feel like that's mm-hmm. like where she got got is that like yeah, people can pick this apart because they because first of all, a lot of people on Twitter are on this kick of um, stop talking about problematic art for some reason. I don't know what what that's about. People don't like that. People want to point out that artists are shitty um, mm-hmm. because. But I think the reason that they are is because it's it's really half assed. Like it's yeah, it's like not like like. It's like, hey, har- har- explain what Harvey Weinstein did. Because I feel like there are people who don't know what Harvey Weinstein did, which is why you might not want to, might not want to support his movies. Like, right. explain what Orson Ca- Scott Card actually said. Kind of explain some of the themes of Ender's Games. That's the thing. That's not even in the fucking description about Orson Scott Card, because I guarantee you this person didn't actually fucking read Ender's Game. Because right. it's about xenophobic, it's, like, incredibly xenophobic and about, like, eliminating the other. And, like... Is it partially critical? Yes. But does it entirely cast that idea out? No. So, like, there's things to talk about that aren't even here. And I feel like yeah. that's where it is, is, like, more to my point, a lot of it's reductive now. A lot, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. is very, like, how can I simply say something is bad? Uh, I think it had a racist moment in it. And... um yeah, that that's it. Okay, I can find it for this one. Oh, this one's obvious. This guy's a pedophile. I'll slap that one on the list too. Like yeah. it's it's just like so like, like some of this is so misplaced. And Yes. Yes yeah and also like there's no rhyme or reason about like which of these authors are still alive like right. a lot of them are still alive and like none of that is like specified either because i'm not gonna lie yeah a lot of shakespeare stuff is kind of like i think a lot of shit is kind of fucking wild in a lot of ways Yeah, like, no, it know is. that now it's fucking, wild. <laughs> it's fucking insane but at the same time like no, like it is like a good like place to like learn some writing techniques or like learn like what the fuck people are referring to because mm-hmm. a lot of writing now requires reference of old shit. Yeah. So like telling people not to read the classics because, you know, the classics were problematic is fucked up because that's kind of the assumption that I'm going to like the classic. Like nobody's saying you have to like these books yeah, either. Like that I feel sure like that's the important part. Yeah. Like yeah. do we all have to like we've all read books that we didn't really think were that great at the end. Like, and if you haven't, then you should read some more yeah, books. Yeah, read more
1: if you're not reading enough. <laughs>
0: if you have yeah. not read a,
1: if you have not ever read a book you did not like, you are not reading stuff. I'm sorry. Or you are incredibly yeah. good at being selective, which I am not, so
0: I don't yeah, know. and and if that's the case, you should be less selective. I don't know. I feel like yeah, there's a lot of ways to filter your own content. And when you have lists like this, they're like, yeah. don't recatcher in the ride because it's about a racist white boy. It's like, okay, well then, uh, what do, what what do you want? Like, what the fuck do you want? Right.
1: You know? Yeah. I also, To Kill
0: a Mockingbird has nigger in it and it was written by a white woman. It's yeah, I bad. It's okay. the
1: Harper Lee one. I was like, "Oh, oh boy. Jesus. It's fucking crazy." Also just wild to me how like she just completely like misses some things that are in these books. Like with the TJ Clune one, um I'm going to preface this by saying I fucking hate TJ Clune. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like out how- <laughs> the I'm sorry. Um, you probably want to skip this bit uh it's a shit book and like it the point she has in there was that it was based on like indigenous children being taken away from their families and stuff and it also came out right around the time all the uh native schools like the mass burials were being discovered so it was bad Mm -hmm. bad timing um yeah oh god also like it's incredibly fat-phobic, which I never see people talk about, ever. And that's actually oh, the reason God. I put it down, because I was like, I can't do this shit. Like, I really cannot. If one more person's like, he was fat, I'm gonna lose my fucking shit. Um, so, it's... I don't know. There's that. And he also has, like, a whole book that is about, like, a relationship with a minor. So, like, I feel like those things are much more worthy of, like, pointing out about TJ Clune than... Just, like, this one thing. She also doesn't have yeah. fucking Hanya Yanagihara on there, which is wild to me. Because her whole thing is, like, Really? Yeah, she's not on here. I was, like, where the fuck is Hanya? <laughs> she should be on here. But she's not. And, like, her whole thing is, like, writing these very... Um, Bleak works about gay men most of the time, you know, and she's not, she's a straight woman, so there's a lot to be said.
0: Yeah, ding, 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 it's almost like, you know, they're covering bases that bother them specific. Anyway. Yeah, I- <laughs> anyways,
1: getting yeah. wildly, not wildly off topic, but, like, I'm starting to fan out. To me, like, when I heard about it, uh, part of the reason I listened, I, like, looked into it more was because the person I, uh, saw the video from they brought up their video on uh hanya yanagahara and was like was like kind of like blowing it off yeah. like, oh she would be on this and i'm like yeah she would what what are we talking about <laughs> so it's i don't know i think i think you're always gonna have like differences of opinions when it comes to media right and i think it is important to be aware of authors in general just because like a lot of the time if I find out an author has like sexually assaulted someone I'm probably not going to read their shit you know I don't want to touch their work yeah it makes me sick. that's fair I get rid of it like a lot of the time there's I've gotten people are like would you really like drop your favorite artist if something came out yes I have multiple times I have gotten I have gotten rid of so much fan art I got from cons and like from like yeah 2013 to 2016 because I found out so much about the artists later on. And I was like, I mm-hmm. can't fucking do this. I don't want this on my wall. And yeah it's, yeah, it's hard and it sucks. And I'm not saying like everyone needs to react the same, but I am saying that like having like that kind of knowledge and making sure people are aware is very different than being like, you cannot read this artist, like do not do this um, because people handle things differently and have different like, lines in the sand, I guess. Like, I have very... Right. Like, even Cheval and I have different standards on stuff, like, when it comes to yeah, games. Yeah, Like, there's certain games I won't play that he's considered playing, and I don't hold that against him, but... Yeah.
0: It, and and I feel like that's the thing, is, like, the subtext to a lot of this stuff is, like, people will judge you. Right? Yeah. And which is why you see people act so like indignant about it and like pile on the person who originally published it, right? Yeah. Like they feel like, so you're saying I'm a bad person and like, they won't, I feel like people won't say it like a lot of people. We won't like verbalize it that way. Right. right. But, like that's po- kind of what the implication is. So like you said, we all have different standards for stuff. I'm not saying like, yeah, if you find out that X artist does this and y- XYZ, then you shouldn't read it. Like, yeah, that's fine. That's your personal choice. Right. Like I totally like, get that if you have problems with sexual assault and stuff like that like there's some stuff i don't go into because i've heard that there's like really bad rape scenes in it and i'm not like not prepared for that quite yet right so like i get it i totally get it it's just like the way we've like especially people on the internet have like kind of tried to like shorthand yes a lot of this stuff is where i have the problem because like like you said like it's up to your own discretion, but once we start putting treat children poorly in his books next to, um, sorry, I think there was something I was reading in here because the guy who wrote, um, I think the guy who wrote, uh, Lord of the Flies, he had something come out about him about he sexually he tried to sexually assault a yeah, fifteen I saw that on the thing. And and here is the thing, right? Um, why are you putting that next to bullying? Yeah. Like like get like. If we're gonna make these distinctions, we have to make distinctions. Like, don't like stop splitting hairs. There's a difference between homophobia and I didn't like that children died in this book. Yeah, like, like because because that's another thing I've seen a lot too. Is like I don't like content with children in it, and sometimes it's like, well, this isn't a book for children either. So I'm kind of confused why, you, like, like there's a child. Like I saw somebody complain about chi- a child being in a book. Like nothing even really happened in it. So like I don't know. I'm confused about like why sometimes like these lists are made. And I feel like this time it was just kind of like cobbled together. And that's why she got so much shit. So I don't know. Cause that's the thing is there's nothing wrong with like filtering your own content. You can feel free to do that, but like going on this wide sweep and saying all these artists suck because um, this guy is racist. And this one thing happened in this book and they're all the same. It's all grouped together. like slash. Slash. Oh man. Yeah, man. well, yeah so with that said thank 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 y'all for um listening to us talk about media because i feel like it is important to just remember like i don't know sometimes when you see the content warnings i feel like our point isn't you know don't read this it's like if you have an issue with this like know where to skip Mm -hmm. know maybe to skip out on this one or you know jump to a certain point maybe just listen to us talk about it it's not to be like Bad. This is bad. You can't read this. It's bad. Yeah. Because don't worry, I'll tell you if it's bad. No,
1: oh, yeah, I will too. Both <laughs> yeah. of us do not mince words on like media we dislike. We will tell you if we think something is fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some stuff coming up in this comic that um oh, boy. I have I have very specific thoughts about how ham-fisted it is, especially when we have such Wonderfully done stuff, like what happens next episode. Yeah,
1: we've talked about this before, but once again, that is what drives me absolutely crazy about Miura's stuff. Is that sometimes he is so delicate about the way he handles things, and then other times it's just like he just takes a sledgehammer to his plot, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing?
0: (laughs) What is happening?" Yeah, it's almost like when he was writing, he's like, "Something bad needs to happen," and he has like a he has like a dartboard on the wall that has like (laughs) rape child abuse slash murder with like rape with a question mark next to it yeah and then Sorry. like body horror but the bo- the body horror one is like a sliver <laughs> yeah, and, the- and the other two take up the rest of the board yeah that's that's <laughs> what his board is and yeah no
1: yeah no it really does feel like that sometimes it's like whenever he he can't like quite come up with something he kind of panics for a second and he's like wait i got it uh sexual abuse let's go
0: <laughs> uh child abuse this time they were beat okay cool we're off to the race. yeah we got
1: it i got a backstory we're going <laughs> so god yeah it's god. Eh, god we'll get into that more soon but uh thank yeah. you guys for once again tuning into <laughs> just talking about berserk but mostly talking about uh something in media <laughs> it means a lot to both of us
0: yeah, yeah, I know for sure. Thank you all so much for coming through. We just want to, you know, talk about something that we're both uh, engaging with at the same time that there are a lot of opinions about online that, I don't know, it got to a point where it literally you get to a point where you see people talking about something and you're like, I have to check this out myself to see what I think. No, literally. And what, what I've come away with is some of you Berserk fans are really cool and some of y'all, I can tell, have not read the manga. <laughs> and I can officially say that now. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I am. Um... <laughs> I, I told Shemal this, but the other day I was at the, um, I was at a Japanese oh grocery store with my wife and I was looking at some like snacks in the aisle and <laughs> they pointed, they like got my attention. They're like, that guy over there has a berserk shirt on. Why don't you go say hi to him? And I was like, absolutely not. I do not know what yeah. I am getting into. I'm not <laughs> opening myself to that. Also, it's weird. I don't like accosting people when they're shopping, but, sh- and they were yeah. joking. They They knew I wasn't going to, but just god sometimes you really just don't know what you're getting into until someone opens their mouth about berserk and you're just like ah you do not
0: know what you're talking about i Uh, i got i got it or oh you're fucking you take everything literally you're fucking crazy like yeah it
1: yeah or you ignore like the broader context of the story because uh you
0: I don't know. You have a rape sword vector, go boom. I think. Yeah, yeah. The 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 rape. Fet- I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of there's that a lot there of that. Me. But also, it comes with Berserk since it's been around for a while. Yeah, it it is older, so a lot of fans. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of bad opinions. It comes with the fans. Um, it's always going to happen. It just um, sometimes but, you get what you get, and that's what you get with Berserk. Sometimes. Yeah, you get you get. uh, People who really like to make fun of one scene uh, that uh, is actually, um, yeah, it's it's, it's a lot. We'll get there in a few episodes though. Anyway, um, thank you guys. Thank you all for coming to episode 28. Really appreciate it. You can hit us up on social media um, at let's underscore unpack underscore it Um, on Twitter. We also have an Instagram, unpack that pod. We also have a Gmail. We're unpacking it at gmail.com. So go ahead and email us there, see what we're up to and um, get to know us. But yeah, no, we're really excited to get into probably, this is like, we're towards the end of like a gigantic arc in Berserk. So, you know, we're, I'm really excited we're reaching this milestone, but um, with that said, thank you guys for sticking with us for a full year. If you've been here since then, it's, it, I think it's now when this episode will come out. It's officially been about a year since we've started. So, you know, thank you. Thank you guys for being here. Really appreciate it um always feel free to reach out or comment on our posts uh send us stuff that you want us to read about berserk um there there are some i, I might even link like a, a clip or something of the anime to like reference to this but yeah um there's some really cool fan animations out there I, there's one i'm thinking of off the top of my head but if you ever like want to see some of these fights not in the context of the anime but in the context of the manga just go look them up online and, you know i'll put some in the description but um yeah, thank you guys for coming through and we'll catch you next time for episode twenty-nine, aka our sexiest episode.
1: Woohoo, yay. <laughs> See you guys. <laughs> Bye.